0: The Blast From
1: Our Past Network. Hello and welcome to the Blast From Our Past Podcast, where the podcast that gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and a whole lot more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm Adam. I'm John. And I'm Chris Hollister. Hey everybody. That's right! We have a special (laughs) guest today that we are super excited about, Christopher Hollister of Trivial Warfare. Please say hi, we're really excited to have you on the show. Hey,
2: I am Adam... John, so good to have be on your show, uh, this time on The Opposite Show. I was, uh, I've was, i been on <laughs> yes. your uh, trivia podcast a couple times. I mm-hmm. had a fantastic time. John has joined us on Trivial Warfare uh, at least one time that I was on and had a fantastic mm-hmm. yeah. time. And he did great on it, even though he will downplay his uh, performance. <laughs> uh, but, uh, we, yeah, uh, But uh, as you said, I'm part of the Trivial Warfare uh, podcast, um, where we take the pub quiz out of the pub and bring it home to you. And uh, it Guys, you know what? The best part about the podcast itself is I get to meet awesome guys like you that say, hey, Chris, we're going to talk about one of your favorite movies as a 10-year-old. Do you want to (laughs) come on and talk about it? Heck yeah, I do. Let's do
1: this. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, I've heard you mention Transformers multiple times on Trivial Warfare or just talking about it, as you mentioned, when you came on to uh, Throwback Trivia Takedown with us, and we were like, Man, we've had on our docket to do Transformers, and we were kind of talking to ourselves. John was like, "Hey, do, do, do you think Chris will be interested?" And I'm like, "Well, maybe." And so he reached out, and you, yeah, uh, you were like, "Yeah."
2: <laughs> I am beyond excited to be here and to do this and everything like that. I literally have about 15 uh, note cards of notes uh, from rewatching the movie because, uh, because of course, you have to research, you yes. have to do the due diligence, and so. Uh, anyway, but I'm just—I'm really happy to be here. It's good to be, see you guys. Uh, I, I love the brother speech, So, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, even though I probably do a horrible job of pronouncing your last name, but that's okay. Hey, that's
0: close enough. Close enough.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: By the way, yeah. Adam has been on Trivial Warfare twice. Just—I don't think—I think—I think both. now with Chris. Is it wasn't it both times? Uh, it was only Jonathan.
1: Yeah, it's only yeah, exactly. Um, only Jonathan on either of those two times. The first one was he was out in Los Angeles, and that's when I was living out there. And I got together um, with him and a couple others. It was a fantastic episode. And then he was kind enough to let me host a nostalgic-based episode, which he was on with two other guys, nice. uh, which was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Uh, Adam, you'll have to forgive me. We've had over 200, almost 200. <laughs> yeah, We recorded episode <sighs> 280 yesterday.
1: I don't know if I can forgive you. You don't remember my episode. I mean, I am so important.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. What can I do to ask for forgiveness?
1: You can talk Transformers. That's right. As we mentioned, we are going to talk the movie from 1986, Transformers. We are going to talk the show from 1984 to 1987, that specific show that ties in with the movie. And then for a casting, today we are not doing Transformers because that franchise is still kind of going and we don't need to go about that. And honestly... Who wants any other voice besides Peter Cullen? Uh, I mean, seriously, for your Optimus Prime. But so we are going to do a casting of a Marvel property called Young Avengers that we're really excited. And we're going to do our casting of it as if it was going into the MCU. But 1986, the year that this movie came back, I want to kind of, you know, be taken back there. John, could you please get our set our minds
0: back to 1986? (laughs) All right, so the movie came out on August 8th of 1986. The Billboard Top 100 single of that week was a song called Glory of Love by Peter Cetera.
2: Karate Kid part 2 baby. Oh. Well, I had
1: no idea what it was. Chris, you jumped all over it.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, dude. That was the that was the the epic love song from uh, that uh, that was in the middle of Karate Kid part 2, man. I'm okay. a man
1: who fights for honor, for the glory of your love. Ba-da-da-da-da.
2: Anyway, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. And awful all at the same time. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: topping the nielsen ratings uh, Adam I'll give you I'll give you 3 guesses as to what was topping the nielsen ratings but you're only going to need one The Cosby show The Cosby show was topping the yep, nielsen yep. ratings
1: Are we allowed uh, to say that? <laughs> yeah, I know it <laughs> sounds like a bad word now but I mean it's that yes. is how it that's that's how it yeah, happened we're just talking It's about, the
2: full yep. it's the Felisa Rashad show. That's yeah, all we're yeah, yeah. calling it. As. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <it's> the Felisa <laughs> Rashad show. <laughs>
0: Uh, the New York Times bestseller was a book called *Wonderlust* by Daniel Steele, which I feel like we've mentioned before, so this must have come out yeah. around the same time as another movie that we talked about. Okay. Um, and in video games, uh, a game which I actually, I didn't remember by name, but as soon as I looked up the, the cover, I recognized the two little sort of dragon characters on there. Uh, it was a game called, uh, Bubble Bobble by, uh, yes. by the, uh, by the company Taito. That came out around that time I've seen that cover I know exactly what we're talking about the little dragon creatures yeah, yeah absolutely and uh, then my last last little fun fact um, that w- year was the year that the first American girl doll uh, was created by a teacher named Pleasant Roland who ended up selling it to Mattel mm-hmm. around 1998 wow. but though,
1: I mean she knew how to so, they're so overpriced uh, John <laughs> did, you, did you get did yep. you get uh, an American girl doll for your daughter
0: I didn't. I think uh, oh. I think someone did. Either my, either our mother or my mother in law probably got one, but she didn't really show a lot of interest in them. So yeah, she's more she's more about her stuffed animals than she is about okay. dolls.
2: Well, John, thank God for your pocketbook, then, man, because uh, <laughs> yeah. my my uh, my goddaughter, um, it, she Tessa, she loves loves American Girl dolls and. Just and uh, my buddy Andy, who uh, who's her dad, just basically is like, man, I have to get like a loan, a small <laughs> business loan, every time that we go up to a, an Amer- all American Girl store. Just like oh, craziness. Geez. It's like, yeah, maybe not having kids is not a bad thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Saves a little money. And that was 1986. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, John. I feel uh, officially set back that I can talk about this movie, but there's one more thing I need before I can get into the Transformers. Chris, could you hit us with that uh, transforming sound? Oh, wow. I was not expecting that. (laughs) All right. We'll try it. All
2: right.
0: Hold on. Let me get into my... uh, All right. Hey, Adam, we got a new patron and a new review this week.
1: Oh, then let's definitely talk about that before we go any further. Yay. We're super excited about that. And our latest review from Harvey Retro. Thank you so much from Great Britain. Hey, we've reached the UK. We may have before or not. I don't care. I'm (laughs) amazed that people are still listening to us anyway. So thank you so much, (laughs) Harvey Retro. Uh, You gave us five stars and said, recently subscribed. And I am loving it so far. The 90s cartoon themes, pro wrestlers, and Aerosmith Get a Grip episodes have all been brilliant. Ah, the memories. Highly recommended. Well, you know what? I highly recommend you, Harvey Retro. You are awesome. (laughs) That's a fantastic name, by the way, RV Retro.
2: <laughs> That's outstanding.
0: Uh, also, Adam, we have a new Golden Girl in our Patreon. Oh, thank you for being a friend. Uh, and it's it's a it's an old friend from online, a guy named Alex Renkamp.
1: Yes, Alex Renkamp. He is actually one of the first. Fans of the show, he sent us. I remember he was one yeah. of the first people that actually sent us an email and saying how much he appreciated the podcast and and like just you know how how much he's been listening and things like that. And that really meant a lot to us early on. Yeah. And so now that you're actually even opening up your pocketbook to us and at the Golden Girl level, holy crap, <laughs> that is amazing. Thank you so much, Alex. Um, we've been in correspondence since early on because yeah. you've been so engaged, and so uh, I can't thank you enough he, for actually now even joining the Patreon.
0: He's been very sweet to us. We very much appreciate his. His his love and support.
1: All right. Well, now, with all that sentimental crap out of the way, (laughs) let's let's actually get to uh, Badass Transformers.
0: Yes!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Transformers, as we mentioned from 1986, this was directed by Nelson Shin. He hasn't really directed much else. Um, He is been an animation director for nearly 200 episodes of The Simpsons so that's pretty impressive but I would say even cooler he was a lightsaber animator on Star Wars A New Hope as well oh wow so that's that's awesome. No, I did not know that.
2: That is super cool. And that also explains one why in one of the uh, one of the parts in the movie that Hot Rod has a lightsaber for whatever reason, still do not understand why that was. <laughs> and then two, some of the sound effects that go on in the movie. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That that was yeah. where he started from. That's his bread and butter.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Uh, This movie was written by Ron Friedman. He wrote things for the G.I. Joe series. He wrote for Starsky and Hutch, uh, The Odd Couple, Gilligan's Island. And he also wrote the What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. There is actually not a What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama, but he wrote four different episodes for That's My Mama. And you cannot mention that's my mama without going, coming to America. That is <laughs> so true. I, just, I had to. That is true. The music in Transformers, so the original score, was done by Vince DeCola. Yes. And he's done a couple things, but what I remember him best from, he did the uh, composer for Rocky IV, yep. which is a fan. Fantastic score and just a, I mean, a, the most fun Rocky movie in my opinion.
2: Well, and it's just like it's, and, and his music is actually pretty impressive. And in, uh, I was prepared to talk about Vince DeCola already because I, I love his music. Obviously, in Transformers, it's fantastic. Rocky Four, he's very electronic based. He loves a good keyboard, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, but it's just I think it, it because of his soundtrack, and of course, always because of Mr. Stan Bush. Uh, we have. Yeah. Uh, that's what ma- that was part of one of the reasons why Transformers the movies was as special as it was was the music that was involved in it.
1: The song, the song choice, and the additions of how they incorporated it into so much of the film, um, which we're going to get into that. You know, we'll we'll do our breakdown scene by scene and each we'll talk about each of those songs. Oh, so yeah. I hope you're okay with talking about every one of those songs because I am. Uh, yes.
2: <laughs> yes. I, I, right. I actually had to. I had to trade somebody. A, um, I think I had to trade somebody a transformer. I think it was Jazz, as a matter of fact, to get the Transformers: The Movie soundtrack on cassette tape. Oh, wow. way back in the day. So I traded that to get the cassette tape. Later on, I found the I found the CD somewhere, and then finally, of course thank God for iTunes, because I was finally able to actually buy the soundtrack digitally, and so yes, and as I told John and Adam uh, yesterday, I own way too many copies of this darn movie (laughs) I really do Uh, I I
1: so it sounds you know. like every new format you have to upgrade your transformers. <laughs> I
2: did, as a matter of fact. So yes, I own the original cassette tape, and my mom, when I bought it originally, told me I was not allowed to watch it while she was at home, and until her <laughs> until her dying day, and uh, she does not remember that story one bit. She she passed away about uh, about four and a half years ago, um, but she did never remembered that. But I was like, oh. 13-year-old Chris remembers it because <laughs> he spent twenty nine ninety nine on the VHS tape, uh-huh. dang it. <laughs> yep. And uh, and then later on, yes, I bought the DVD, and then I bought the Blu-ray, and then finally I bought it digitally a couple years ago because I was tired of trying to find the Blu-ray to put it in <laughs> said Blu-ray player.
1: Yeah, we've gotten so lazy. We really <laughs> have. That's so true. So true. I'm going to need a minute here because the next portion I'm going to be talking about is the cast and dear God, there is an amazing cast uh, in this movie. So first and foremost, Optimus Prime is voiced by Peter Cullen. Uh, he also did Iron Ironhide as well. But Peter Cullen is known for Optimus throughout every iteration of Transformers. You pretty, he's like the um, uh, the the James Con- uh, not not James Conway. Oh my God, no Kevin uh, Conway. Kevin Conway. Kevin Kevin Conroy. Uh, Conroy. Kevin Conroy of yes. Batman. You know, if there's an animated Batman, it's usually Kevin Conroy. If there's an animated or any kind of, you know, Optimus Prime, it's Peter Cullen. He's been Eeyore since around the late 80s as well, so he's got a great another great acting there. And then John and I, we talked about him way back in our Dynast Dino Riders episode, oh, yeah. and he played the uh, older character Mind's Eye in that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, we loved us some Dino Riders when we were kids. Man, no, you just blew me away with the Eeyore thing. I had no idea. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so fitting,
2: though. He's got that great kind of just low low voice. Thanks. For Optimus that fits yeah, that's, perfect. Right. that's right. He's saying, thanks for noticing, Chris. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, John, I don't have to dig deep to find our next guy. Oh, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Megatron himself, Frank Welker. And Frank Welker is, Chris, you may not know this, but he is one of our absolute favorite voice artist, because he should be everybody's favorite voice artist, because he appears in a everything. bajillion and a half. Everything. Yeah, everything. Everything. Yes. He also did seven other characters in this movie, <laughs> and just, he is amazing. Uh We fucking love Frank Walker. Any
0: Anytime we have a chance to bring him up, we do, because he pops up in the weirdest movies for just random things. Yeah. You know, random voices or noises or anything like that, so we always... We always just keep an eye out for him. We were doing Sequest; He
1: was the voice of the talking dolphin in that. We we talk Raiders of the Lost Ark, and he's the monkey in that. You talk Aladdin, he's the monkey in that. You talk whatever, there's a chance, a high chance, Frank Welker did something.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, uh, voice actor uh, Rob Paulson actually used to do a wonderful uh, podcast uh, called Talking Tunes. And to hear his reverence for... uh, um, for uh, for him is just a am- for Frank Welker is amazing yeah. because it's just like this is a guy that's been there he's done that he wrote the book bought the T shirt and it's just uh, it's amazing to hear him talk about him with such reverence and it's true he has mm-hmm. literally done everything and you know what when I think of Megatron. I don't. I mean, I think of Frank Welker. There's. I mean, because I know that they've uh, they've changed up his name. They made him. Uh, I forget who he was in the uh, in the live action. Uh, who did it? It was the guy that was Elron uh, and uh, yeah, Lord of the Hugo Rings. Hugo Weaving. And, and Thank you. But he's a, he,
1: that's a great voice for Megatron. Oh as well. Yes, though. I, yes. I might. I might say I like I like his Megatron better. But Frank Welker's overall work is just fantastic. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, All right. Prowl, Scrapper, Swoop, and some of the Junkions were voiced by Michael Bell. Uh, You might know him as All-Star in The Snorks. Uh, He was Lance in Voltron. He's been in 182 episodes of Smurfs. He was Duke in G.I. Joe. And for our slightly younger audience, he was uh, Chaz Finster, Chucky's dad in Rugrats. Ah, Oh, wow. (laughs) So great work there. Hot Rod is uh, done by Judd Nelson. Here's an, uh, that's a you know more of an on camera actor. We all know him as Bender in Breakfast Club and a b- bunch of different things. But you know for me mostly, mostly Breakfast Club. Grimlock was voiced by Greg Berger, who he was uh, the Grumble in Avro Monsters, who was kind of like that. Uh, eh, st- Strange kind of um, antagonist monster on that one. He was also corn-fed pig in Duckman John okay. that you would know. And then also in uh, the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s, he did the voices of Mysterio and Craven the Hunter. Oh, wow. So great. Vo- love Craven the Hun- Hunter's voice. And then also uh, the voice of Odie in Garfield and Friends, that hmm. cartoon. Okay. So, great there. Uh, Spike, Braun, and Shockwave were voiced by Corey Burton, who Corey Burton, we've talked about before. He's been on Princess and the Frog. He was Brainiac in the Superman animated show and the Justice League animated show. Uh, But, John, we talked about him because he was the voice of James Bond Jr.
2: Yep. (laughs) Oh,
1: my gosh. Wow. (laughs) And uh, Jazz was uh, voiced by Scatman Crothers. What a great name. Scatman Crothers. Oh, my God. Great. Yeah, absolutely great name. Great Blues artist, right there as well. Yeah, he's also been a great actor. He was in with some Stan, couple with a Stanley Kubrick movie, The Shining. He was uh, in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, he did the voice of Scat Cat in Aristocats, and uh, the voice of Metalark Lemon in the Harlem Globe Globetrotters cartoon. And then I think maybe most famously, or at least for me, cartoon wise, he was the voice of Hong Kong Fooey. Oh, so oh really my cool. gosh. How did I not put that together? <laughs> yeah. I feel like <laughs> such an idiot. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Oh Yeah. Hong Kong Fui was just one of those, you know, not really you didn't get enough Hong Kong Fui. There no. was not, not that many, but he like popped up in a bunch of different stuff, and he was he was it was a fun cartoon.
2: Well, the fact that also Hong Kong Fui changed his outfit in a filing yeah.
1: cabinet. God bless that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Man. Yes. Daniel. Uh, the boy was voiced by David Mendenhall. He did a voice in Centurions. But I will never forget David Mendenhall as the kid in that Stallone movie Over the Top where he played a truck driver who had to arm wrestle his way into child custody to win his kid. <laughs> David Mendenhall is the kid. Okay. <laughs> did you not see Over the Top? I love Over the Top. No. no Chris's mind is blown. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> So far
2: throughout the show, Adam's blown my mind with the stats like six times already. And I thought I knew this movie. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. <laughs> well. I'm so glad I'm on. This is just making my day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Ultra Magnus is voiced by Robert Stack, who we all know Robert Stack as the main voice in, uh, or the main dude in Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Like, he is that for me for the rest of his life. Yeah.
2: yeah I'm, and New- Netflix now has Unsolved Mysteries back, and it's so weird not
0: hearing his voice. I uh Yeah. yes, I agree.
2: It's just like, it's yeah. not the same.
0: I do love no. that they kept the music, though.
1: They yes, kept absolutely. The <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, Galvatron was voiced by Leonard Nimoy, and mm. I don't really recognize him from anything else. I don't think he's done. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> <That's a joke. laughs> that guy, a joke, of course. Oh, he huh. was in that, one, uh, that Bruno guy?
0: Mars uh, music video. Yeah. That's what I recognize <laughs> that, him from. That's what it was. <laughs> but no, of course.
1: He's Spock from Star Trek. Leonard Nimoy, and also just a great representative for. Sci-fi and, and and TV and things like that. Uh, love Leonard Nimoy. So, uh, and then the last, at least, uh, well, specific I'm calling out is Unicron was voiced by Orson Welles. Orson Welles is a you know I'm a film school kid, and so he's a god yeah. for us. You know, Citizen Kane, um, a, ma- a tons of other work. Rosebud, baby. Does anyone Rosebud. else, when
0: they heard the name Unicron, want to finish it off by saying Percy? I ate. Oh yeah, from Futurama. <laughs> from Futurama. Every time I heard yeah. the like, Unicron, uh, but Percy it's I ate. well. But isn't that Omicron? It's Omicron. It's close close enough. It's close
1: enough.
2: It has (laughs) a cron in it. Yep. It has
1: a cron- Yes, uh, And then a couple of just names I want to mention as well. Eric Idle from Monty Python, Casey Kasem, famous radio announcer, Neil Ross, who was Honest John in American Tale. He was also uh, Norman Osborn in the Green Goblin in the Spider-Man cartoon and Shipwreck in G.I. Joe. And then Don Messick, who was Papa Smurf, Boo Boo from uh, Boo Boo Bear, and he's also done Scooby-Doo and Astro many times. Mm. All of those guys also lent their voice to Transformers. That was a lot of amazing voice actors that I just went through.
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. (laughs) I got chills now.
1: Yeah. Are they multiplying? They are. Are you losing control? (laughs) I am
2: about to lose control, but I will do my best for you guys to stay in control. Namaste. All right.
1: Namaste. Namaste. All right. Let's, Let's go and do our scene breakdown. We start off. With a planet, it seems like a little planet or some kind of base that looks similar to Cybertron. And this big Unicron thing is coming, and it ends up devouring. Rem- rem- reminded me immediately of Galactus, yep. I thought. Yep. like Right away, I was like, okay, they just ripped that straight from Marvel. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's a huge big threat coming on. And then right after we see that opening scene, we get... This badass Transformers theme song It's not the one from the show It's like, it's a more metal version It's so metal uh, And it was performed by a band called Lion
0: Transformers
2: have no idea who Lion is. They came in, did that song, and never heard from him again. Uh, Yes. And I just have a couple things about this opening scene real quick, and I'll I'll shush uh, at least for for two seconds. Um, We
1: didn't didn't bring you on to not talk, Chris. Okay.
2: Okay, yeah, no kidding. Anyway, first off is... uh, I, I, I always will have it in my head, this, look, it's Unicron! <laughs> and, and that's the first thing you hear. And then secondly, how is this planet so technologically based that it can have transformers or robots all over the place and not have an early detection uh, yeah. system set up <laughs> that so. a big freaking planet is about to come and eat it? That made no sense to me. And I, I mean, 10-year-old me is like, oh, yes. my gosh, something is eating that planet. That's huge. But 44 – or excuse me, I'm 46 now. 46-year-old 46 Chris is like, dude, is there not like a satellite up there or something that just says, <laughs> warning, you're about to get eaten by a big freaking thing? <laughs> yeah,
0: anyway. you would think that. You would? Yeah, no, yes. You would I also yeah. had a thought I was watching that you see one where the, they're like walking through a mall and like a shopping cart. And I'm like, why would they need a shopping cart? <laughs> <laughs> or liquid.
2: You yeah, know it had like exactly. it had it, they had Kool-Aid in like little beaker jars and it's just like <laughs> man why do they have uh, why do they have raspberry or, or uh, what, what ras blueberry or whatever it is yeah. in there it's like geez, i didn't realize transformers drank kool-aid man i mean it's delicious
1: oh who, who wouldn't want to drink kool-aid yeah. i mean seriously
2: you're right you're right
1: yeah jonestown that's my only
2: oh
1: too
0: soon
2: too soon too soon oh that is wow yeah <laughs>
0: man I, Sorry, I just recently watched a, a documentary on that, because um, I, I like I like watching documentaries on history, and I kind of fell asleep watching it, and my wife came in apparently when I was asleep and finished watching it, oh. and apparently she had never heard of Jonestown. Oh, wow. Which uh. boggled my mind, but she like I woke up the next morning, she was like, what were you watching? That was the darkest thing I've ever seen. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, it'd be awesome if you fell asleep and you had like a half-drank bottle <laughs> right next to you.
0: Just, just so would be like, oh, well, uh, she got a totally screwed with you. I have a bottle of uh, Gatorade next to me. So. There, there you go. Gatorade. Okay. Oh, my God. H2O. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Water Sorry. sucks. It really, really sucks. Okay. Oh, All man. Right, by enough. the way, anybody <laughs> have a nasty email, feel free to send it to John. Not to Adam. Adam <laughs> yeah. did not say that. It was John that said that.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. yep, which is usually I'm the one that pisses people <laughs> off on this podcast. <laughs> so that's, that's why good. I was trying to clarify it for
2: you, sir. You, you can you. piss people off later.
1: Yeah, well, and I'm sure I will. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Decepticons, we find out, apparently have control over Cybertron right now. Um, Optimus is, tr- is just trying to make plans to get control back. But the Decepticons send their little laser beak, you know comes out of Soundwave. And I, I, I just, I've got to have to mention, Soundwave is so Awesome. Oh, he's yes. probably other than Optimus because Optimus is going to be everybody's forever favorite. But to me, Soundwave is just the coolest of all the other Transformers. He's got a perfect look to him. You know, he's a dang cassette player, and you know he keeps popping out these different uh, cassettes that can do different total things. So, um, and his voice is the coolest voice because it's so it's so um, morphed. Yes. Uh, so.
2: Really yep 100% uh uh yeah actually uh I was gonna say like him and Soundwave is or uh excuse me Shockwave Shockwave is fantastic mm-hmm. I like him a lot because he transforms yep. into the big freaking gun uh, yeah and I was trying to think uh if there was a cooler um if, no actually there's not a cooler Decepticon than Soundwave I think you're right yeah uh, my favorite transformer other than Optimus is Grimlock because, one, he's a T-Rex, and two, and we're going to talk about this really? again he's later so, on in the movie. He's so dumb. He has the best lines in this movie, though. <laughs> he has the absolute... He crushes every comic moment. Me Grimlock kick butt! I mean, it's just like, it's fantastic. We uh. have
1: different ranges of comedy, I think, then. <laughs> just like uh, Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> okay. All right, but uh, through seeing uh, Laserbeak spying on them, they find out that basically the the... Autobots are weak right now, so Megatron launches an attack on an Autobot ship. And while that's happening, we get another rocking song for this fight, and this one's called Instruments of Destruction by NRG.
2: And again, have you ever
1: heard of another song from Energy? Uh, I think they have maybe one other one on this on this soundtrack, but that's it. Let me, <laughs> maybe? Let me see. No, they do not. No they do okay, not. Okay, well then no. I, I don't think Energy has done a single thing that I've heard of
2: besides <laughs> this. Uh, but I will also say this. This is the f- and, and correct me if I'm wrong guys, but this is the first time we've seen a death of an Autobot on screen. I don't remember another death being in the cartoon or anything like that, but three Autobots eat it in this, and that's Prowl, Ratchet, and Ironside. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I mean, and it's just like, I mean, and you just like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Especially uh, uh, Ironside and Ratchet. And also, the first time I've seen Ratchet uh, uh, hold a freaking gun, there's a reason (laughs) why he was a medic and not a fighter because he couldn't hit crap. But, I mean, he looked like the freaking stormtroopers in a Star Wars movie. It's just like, pew, pew, miss, miss. (laughs) But, I mean, just, oh, but that affected me so much. And even when I watched it yesterday uh, to prep for this again, it affected me. I was so sad.
1: This movie is definitely darker oh, than yeah. the show, even though, I mean, it, it's about the, you know, it's all in the same continuity, um, the same canon, if you will, but they up the level of action and the just the overall intensity to, to make it much more gripping for them, for over that just, I think they were trying to reach a different crowd than, you know, or just try and grab more people to be interested in than just that regular Saturday morning cartoon
2: group. Well, and, and we got to remember also, this was a PG movie. And they mm-hmm. trill, and we'll talk about my favorite reason why it's a peachy <laughs> movie a little later, because I think I okay. talked to you about that during the throwback trivia uh, that we did uh, on, a couple months ago. But yeah, and it just it lived up to it because there was a lot of there's a lot of death in this, and a lot of stuff that kept ah oh, just hit me too hard. So anyway, yeah. I'll sh- uh, anyway moving on. It's all
1: good. yeah. yeah. Well, we got a lot to talk about. This oh, yeah. is awesome stuff. Um, so Megatron, you know, they've taken that ship and they're trying to go sneak in and destroy. Autobot City that's what on earth that's what they plan to do so we cut to earth and we see me we meet Daniel and hot rod and Daniel misses his dad and spike is Of not a good father figure in my opinion. <laughs> no. he just left He left his son to go, uh, you know out in this uh, to go hang out and be have a fun time You know not fun time But he'd be in this war and with uh, you know these transformers. It's like yeah, you have a freaking son, man You don't just leave the planet. No, you're right. It's
2: not like okay son. I'll see you later I'm going to work He's going to work at another plant, or excuse me, another yeah. moon. And also, yeah. where's his mom? Where is Carly at? Yeah. Yes, know. because you, we met Carly as as uh, Spike's girlfriend in the um, in the TV show, and then I think in like season three, which happens after the movie, you see that Carly's in uh, finally around for uh, for Daniel's mm-hmm. life. And by the way, just why, real quick while we're talking about Daniel, Daniel is a whiny little. Anyway, just, <laughs> yes, that yeah, kid
0: I'm just, not
2: a Daniel fan. No, I'm not either. As a matter of fact, it's just like fast forward, fast forward. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Ugh. Yeah. Don't give that kid an exosuit. He's just going to whine all over it. Yeah, he does. <laughs> all right. I can tell you what I am a fan of, and that's Stan Bush. Here we get the third song in like the first 10 minutes. Third oh. great song. Um, and this one is Dare. Dare!
0: Okay, we straight I'll straighten
1: you out yet.
2: Uh, I love loved this song.
1: song. Yeah, this one is really good. Yeah. And for me, uh Stan Bush. I love he did work he did the songs on Kickboxer and also for me most uh, you know deep to my heart he did uh, a couple songs for Bloodsport including like the theme song that was Fight to Survive Which I love that one. I actually I have that one that I listen to every now. And it's on my big '80s playlist, and so I was like, "Ooh, Stan Bush! Oh hell yeah!" And this one, Dare, and his other one did not disappoint. Actually, obviously, his his other one is even more famous. Yeah. Uh, in this in this soundtrack.
2: All right, Adam, I would love to see what it, what uh, you need to post somewhere on there what your big '80s uh, uh, yeah. playlist is because that sounds oh, amazing, especially messing. if <laughs> yeah. Stan Bush is on there with any other songs besides Dare and the Touch. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but you're right; it's just like this. this. This has so much energy and it's just like Mm -hmm. and also it kind of shows that hopefulness uh, uh, at the beginning where it's just like you see uh, you see Daniel and Hot Rod that are playing around a little bit. They're obviously clearly friends. They have the same intelligence level, it seems like, because Hot Rod's just uh, very playful and whatnot. And mm-hmm. then you get that song, and they're driving around. And again, they do a fantastic job graphically. It's very beautiful. The background is great. They did a fantastic job with that. And then, oh, the sh- the ship's coming in. Look, oh, there yeah. looks like there's a hole in it. Big hole, yeah. And then oh, Big hole and it. then oh crap, here we go. And then the music <laughs> yes. changes, and that's awesome too. It does.
1: Yeah, so we get a good fight song uh, while, you know, while the song is going on, Hot Rod and Daniel and Cup are trying to rush back to the city at this time, um, while the Meg- while Megatron and the Decepticons are just, you know, viciously attacking. Um, we do see that the city itself, they transform it into like a much more hardened battle station, and they're all trying to get in it's all just kind of good action here right away. Like this, they're set, and setting up some stakes. They're like, Oh shit. I don't think hot rod and cup are going to make it, but they end up do thanks to some of these other Decepticons that like are eating steel or whatnot. Yeah, I, the, I can't the remember the insecticons. Names. Insecticons, that's right.
2: Yeah. I mean, and then also when they're driving through the city and whatnot, you see some things like Wheeljack, who is like another one of my favorite Transformers from the original cartoon. He dies off camera. You all you see is his dead body
1: just lying there. It's like,
2: Holy crap, you killed off another one of my guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my
1: gosh. That's intense. Um, yeah, so the Autobots—they're calling for Optimus, who's out in space right now, trying to get him to come over. Um, I do—I have to mention Blur. Now, this character is super awesome. He's super awesome because he's just like—you know—he's—it's like you drank an entire pot of coffee and snorted an entire brick of cocaine, <laughs> like that. Is Blur. But of course they got the best voice for him. They got John Mashita Jr., yep. who everyone knows as the micro machine guy. What about me, Magnus? What about me? Ma, ma, ma. I can help. I want to help. What about me? Blur, you can help me alert the others. Absolutely, positively, definitely. Nobody can get the job done faster than I can. Nobody, nobody, nobody.
2: Yep. Well, that <laughs> and also perfect. at one point in time, he held the Guinness Book of World Records to be able to talk yeah. of the fastest talker in the world. And so for Blur. It makes sense. You get the fastest talker in the world for him for sure. Yeah. And then, of course, Springer has the fantastic line. And and Springer, by the way, was an old school um, actor that they brought in for mm. that role. Lionel Standard, I believe his name is. And okay. uh, he just had that crusty, or not Springer. I'm sorry. Not That was Cup. Sorry. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember who Spr- uh, Springer is. But Springer says the awesome line
0: I got better things to do tonight than die.
2: And it's just like, yeah. holy crap! Again, why am I letting a ten-year-old me watch this movie? <laughs> holy cow! Or excuse yeah. me, actually, it was it was you 11. said two thousand or nineteen eighty-six. I actually, was, I was twelve at the time. Oh my gosh! I can't okay. I, I can't do math.
1: So much more mature, though. No, I know, right? <laughs> so uh, then, some of the Decepticons get together and merge into Devastator, who starts really kicking ass. And I'm not gonna lie. So I didn't watch. I didn't watch much of Transformers. Something I didn't really mention. This is the first time I saw the Transformers movie. Is for this podcast right here. And I didn't really watch much of the Transformers cartoon. I'm a Beast Wars guy. I grew up. I was born in '85, and so Beast Wars came out that those are my transformers and they always will be i adore them and so um this is this is really my first other than the, you know seeing every you know clips here and there and you know you know about them and you've seen the toys but i've never seen this movie before wow. but when devastator come on came on i was like oh fuck yes i might sh- i might be rooting for the decepticons <laughs> because he is a badass <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh oh man i did not realize adam that you're evil
1: in your heart this yeah. is just mad. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I mean, when in doubt, I go on the side of the Welks. I'm not going to lie. Frank Welker, I'm just going to just choose your side. (laughs) Um, But Devastator is super cool. Uh, As they're about to breach, Optimus and Grimlock and the others come to the rescue. Uh, So they pop in. And then we get maybe the best known song, other than the theme song. We get The Touch by Stan Bush. You got the touch. You got the touch.
2: Again, and I think we talked about this on your show the last time I was on. But this, the unfortunately, the touch is not remembered for Transformers the movie. It is remembered hmm. for a certain movie that talks about the porn industry.
1: Oh, see, I don't remember that. Do you don't yeah, remember please.
2: that? It was the I don't. Okay, it was the uh, it was the Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Bruce, uh, oh, Boogie Nights. Yeah, Boogie Nights. Thank you, Burt Reynolds movie. Because in the middle of it. When Mark Wahlberg's character is starting to branch out, we'll just say, other than being Mr. (laughs) Uh, Third Leg, Um, uh, they put him in a music studio. And what is the song he sings? The Touch. Wow. I kid you not. And so it's just like, I remember when I saw that movie for the first time, I was just like, no, you're killing my childhood by doing this movie with this song. It's like, why are you doing this to me? So, yeah, but also, uh, but when Optimus transforms, it's just, to me, that is one of the most iconic moments is because it's like, uh, I have to stop this no matter what the cost. And it's that beautiful Peter Cullen voice and that Transformers, and not only that, but finally, finally, you see him just be the bad A fighter that he is. He is just a beast, just plowing through
1: Decepticons left and right. He jumps through the air and like takes out three or four of them just by shooting just like one shot one shot one shot and he's just like yeah I'm a pimp and then he just like <laughs> makes his <laughs> he makes his way over to Megatron and he's just yeah you're right he um oh. he absolutely finally just shows like yeah that's why he's the leader um which he shows that I mean all the time yep. but so and he gets to Megatron I we get a you know that a great line uh from from uh, Peter Cullen here one shall stand one
0: shall fall.
1: Great. I mean,
2: that is just oh, like, yes. all right.
1: We have the intensity right
2: now. <laughs> yep. Nope. I, I don't know if you see it on my notes right there. One shall yeah. stay. One <laughs> shall fall. And yeah. then you get. And then you get Megatron's classic response.
0: Why throw away your life so recklessly?
2: And it's like, yeah,
0: oh, it's like, this is it's just—it's a good exactly. just, oh, <laughs> it's
2: about to throw yeah. down. This is like, this is like the Rock and Steve and Stone Cold Steve Austin just about to plow into each other. It's, it's that kind of smack talk right there.
1: That's very good. So. Yeah, they have a great fight. Optimus is about to finish off Megatron when Megatron sees like this gun right in front of him. And then Hot Rod notices as well. He tries to jump in, but it ends up distracting Optimus to the point where Megatron pulls it out. And he just lays into Optimus with a laser gun. Um, Optimus does get one final big just smack onto Megatron to, to knock him away. And uh, one character that we haven't mentioned yet, Starscream. Love So yeah. we see uh, kind of as as they're kind of going their separate ways, Starscream is – he's always just kind of bashed Megatron and been like, you know, I should be the leader, and et cetera, et cetera. Love Starscream, and I love the dynamic that he has with Megatron in particular, that he's always undermining him. You know, he's like your – not quite your right hand man, but he is he's one of uh, your, your kind of Lackies. lieutenants. Yeah. Yeah, one of your lackeys, but you know you can't trust him. Yep. Uh and he is but great voice in that one. Starscream actually made a um a cameo in in an episode of Beast Wars, and so I actually did know him. He kinda he was the his spark came and took over one of the uh Predacons in that one and then did the same kind of thing where he's like, eh, fuck you, Megatron, I'm gonna take over <laughs> kind of thing.
2: Well, and also it's just like and I love how I love how Starscream does it because this like he went through this, uh, Megatron and Optimus went through this ba- amazing battle against each other. You see, like, they do the close-up, and you see, like, pieces of metal following off of Megatron and everything like that. And so Megatron's basically begging at this point, which you've never he- heard Megatron do before. To and, mm-hmm. and he's like, I still function. And Starscream, what he does, he kicks him. He just yeah. like kicks them. <laughs> He's just like, bump this, kick. And then yep. and then just finally it's just like, all right, we're gonna fly away. And the my comment is, is how big is freaking AstroTrain? Because AstroTrain, mm. when he transforms, is like a normal sized, like Starscream sized uh Decepticon. When he transforms into the shuttle, though, all of a sudden he it's becomes <laughs> like enough to where he can fit like 20, uh, 20, 25 Decepticons in there. It's just like yeah. Why do you mess with me, cartoon?
1: Why uh, s- <laughs> sizing? There's a lot of issues yeah. with like sizing in general. Yeah. Um, with this one, with it just because. Well, at one point, you know, Optimus, and we'll talk a little bit. I mean, it just ties in with the show as well, though. But Optimus, when he transforms and and untransformed, where the hell does this trailer go? Like it just pops up and goes away at random. <laughs> Like the trailer, just yeah, and then also Megatron, he turns into a gun, and sometimes he shrinks to a size that another Decepticon can shoot with it, and other times he's just a giant fucking gun. <laughs> so it's like, Adam, what what is this? Adam, you get me, you get me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so so the Autobots are sitting around the medical bay as Optimus is having trouble. You know, he's giving some final lines. Do not grieve. Soon. I shall
2: be one with the Matrix.
1: Damn! All right. I like, guess I said I this is my first time seeing this, and I knew Optimus died in this one because this is a that's a famous scene. Yep. But it's like, yeah, this is heart wrenching right now. Oh yeah, you know. And uh, and so no, go ahead. Uh, what I
2: was going to say is, I love that Perceptors in microscope mode, uh, scanning mm-hmm. him and everything like that. And you yeah. just and he has that great grave voice that was like yep. that saying that his wounds are fatal. And it's just mm-hmm. like, oh man! And then what was what was also hilarious was, uh, uh, I have a group chat that I'm talking. <laughs> was ta- the rest of that hilarious? Oh no! Oh, well, no, that's not hilarious. But this is okay. this part hilarious. <laughs> okay. But I got into a fight last night with people because uh, there's a group chat that a group of us do that uh, talk about wrestling and. Incidentally, off-topic, off, off topic, if you guys want to be a part of that, I'm happy to add you on to it. But we talk about wrestling and stuff like that. But I was telling them, I'm watching Transformers the movie as a uh, as an assignment to be on y'all's show. And I, and, mm-hmm. and I took a picture of the uh, Matrix of Leadership. And one of the guys on there said, what, is that the AllSpark? And I was like, yeah. F you! F you and the horse you rode in on! No, that's not the AllSpark! The AllSpark is something stupid! <laughs> And I just, oh my gosh! And that just went off on a huge tangent of just like me being pissed off at them, not eh, maybe forty sixty serious, not serious. Uh, but it's just like, no, don't give me that all spark BS. That's that stupid live action movie. No, this is the Matrix. Eh, this is the but, Matrix
1: of freaking leadership. This was the but original. I, I can I can see why they would want to change it. I mean, I, I I think honestly, I think the spark. Is a better name than the Matrix of leadership? You know, it being like the spark inside. Um, one because the Matrix. When anybody hears the Matrix nowadays, they think Keanu Reeves and they think the Matrix trilogy. I do. I don't. If they if they pulled out the Matrix of leadership and he said, "No, this is this is the All Spark." I think All Spark sounds uh, uh better. Sorry, Chris. Adam, I take it back. You do not get me. You don't. No. No. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm out. I'm out. Yes. So uh, before his, before he dies. Uh, optimus gives leadership to ultra magnus and he also you know tells him to take the matrix um you know and hold it pretty much for the right person yep and it will light our darkest hour another
2: fantastic line that came out of it so it is so yeah
1: and then we see the glow from his eyes fades and the color from optimus fades Oh. oh damn He did, oh, and (laughs) then yeah, and then he's
2: all gray, yeah, and his head tilts down to show that he's dead. People are crying. I'm crying at this point in time. Twelve year old Chris was bawling in the theater with his grandmother next to him sleeping. I mean, and I'm not joking. That's a true thing. My grandmother was sweet enough to take me to this movie as I was twelve and fell asleep during the movie. And Um. I'm part of me is okay with that now. That's a okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it is is—it is intense, and Ugh. its we're 25 minutes into the movie. Oh, I know, and you've already torn out my heart like
2: two or three times. It's like, yeah. oh, Ratchet, oh, Ironhide, it's, oh, Wheeljack,
1: yeah. oh, Optimus, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Unicron sees the Matrix, and we get a little inkling with a quick little scene here that some big shit's going to happen, you know, just noticing this kind of stuff. So, okay, Unicron is invested in this Matrix as well. Uh, the Decepticons, yeah, as you mentioned before, they, they throw out, their injured, including Megatron. They're just like, nah, fuck you. We don't care. <laughs> we don't save our, you know, our dead uh, or save our injured, uh, that kind of yes. thing. And so Starscream and the others are fighting for leadership. Unicron summons and grabs pretty much sucks up all those guys uh Megatron and the others that were th- tossed out earlier and he basically enlists Unicron well he uh, almost enslaves Megatron to destroy the Matrix of Leadership basically he says if you do I will give you this new body um and give you know give you these some new warriors yep help your warriors to help fight exactly um so Megatron he gets turned into the badass Galvatron. So he's got a whole new kind of look to him and also comes a whole new voice to yes. him. He goes from Frank Welker to Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, well, uh,
2: and two things on that. First off, I've, again, love the fight that's on Astro Train in the first place uh, when they're trying to fight to see who's going to become the leadership. Again, how big Astro Train is. Devastator oh. combines <laughs> for goodness sakes. Yes. <laughs> and they're picking on your boy
1: Soundwave. I know. Yes, your boy Soundwave. I yes. think he should be the leader. He should but. be exactly. Well, he's got those four. He's got the four extra little guys that come out, and yes. you know he can. He's he's awesome, and he sounds the coolest. But yep. yeah, so they're having, having their own internal struggle. So apparently, Starscream wins it, and he's getting crowned the new leader. But then in comes Galvatron. You know, Starscream's first line was
0: Megatron. Is that
1: you? Megatron, is that you? And I'm like, how the holy hell could you tell that that's Megatron? It doesn't look like him. It doesn't sound like him. But, uh, you know, it's Spock. Yep. I guess that's that's the only thing. But anyway, maybe they know. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> Galvatron turns into uh, this, you know, like a, a laser beam instead of his, you know, uh, pistol and he shoots Starscream with one shot. Now Starscream is dead. Yep, and I'm o- <laughs> so. and I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely okay with that because it's like that dude needed
2: to go down and needed to go down hard. And and mm-hmm. also I love the canon that uh, that Galvatron became in, it, even though it's yeah. completely phallic. It's a 100% yeah. phallic, but it's a fantastic purple cannon. But I'm surprised there was not an adult toy that came out called the Galvatron. It just, that that yeah. surprises me. So,
1: Yeah, very much so. So uh, we see Unicron sucking up an Autobot uh, Moonbase, Moonbase 1, and Jazz and Cliffjumper get sucked in with it as well. And it's like, holy crap, now are they dead? Jesus, we're not really sure at this point, but... You know, Unicron then goes to Moonbase 2, and that's where Bumblebee and Spike is, you know, that bad father figure that we <laughs> talked about earlier. Uh, and, and I'm like, I'm okay if he dies right now, uh, no big deal. But they first seem like, you know, they're they're going to try and get out, and they think they're going to get out. Um, and they set this whole explosion to go off uh, and blow up, to hopefully blow up Unicron, which doesn't even dent him. And then we get... We get. We have to say. I know, Chris. No, I know you want to say it. No, Please. no. I'm not. No, I'm not going to say it because that's not my. But Spike says something that blew my mind. Exactly. Spike says in this PG movie, he says, "Look, it isn't even dead Oh shit! What are we gonna do now? And I'm like, I loved it. He fucking dropped a shit bomb.
2: Well, one, it was just. I. It was like, oh wow, they blew up a whole planet and or a whole moon. And it didn't make a dent. And then, secondly, Spike swore. <laughs> Holy did, crap! And that's not the last fantastic. swear word that's coming up either.
1: <laughs> oh man, I
0: don't even remember the other swear word. That oh. might have
1: gone over my head. Ultra- we'll, I'll get excited. You'll have to bring that. One. I will. Ultra Magnus. Okay. My uh, okay.
0: my my wife and son were in the. I was. They. I started watching this before they uh, before they came in, and and they kind of came in after actually Optimus Prime died, and so they were in the room watching the movie with me when that happened. And my son sat right up and like looked at me like, "What is this I'm watching? Why, why, why are we? Why am I watching this?" And even my wife was shocked. He's a good
1: little kid. He's not much of a. He doesn't. He doesn't use bad words. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. He's he's nothing like his uncle. He has that's because I haven't spent enough time with him, John. That's probably for the best. It's probably yeah. That's <laughs> probably for the best. Uh, all right. So, but. Uh, Bumblebee and Spike do end up getting sucked up as well. So Galvatron and his guys attack Ultra Magnus and Autobot City. And basically Ultra Magnus and them have to leave the city and then head back to space because they're just getting fucked up. We get some more battling in space. One of the ship crashes onto like this random planet. And then Ultra Magnus tricks Galvatron into thinking that they have blown up. And they escape but land on this other kind of other planet as well. So the team is split up right now. We see Hot Rod and Cup are kind of just, when they crash, they're underwater. Yep. And they're being attacked by these robotic sea creatures of all different types. And we get this very, another metal song coming up during the scene while they're swimming. And it's called Nothing's Gonna Stand in Our Way by a band called Spectre Generals. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well and then just to kind of go back a little bit yes so they land on the mm-hmm. uh they, they crash on the planet quintesson and then it's the shark Decons that are now like going yes. after him and whatnot and it's just like in the water battle well first off cup when they crash cup is screwed up and so then yeah. All, yeah he's in bad shape. oh yeah so now you all of a sudden find out that hot rod besides being a punk jerk teenager is actually a pretty <laughs> decent medic and is able to fix them up, and uh, so much so that Cup's almost back to normal, feeling better than he has in who knows how long or whatnot. Yeah. And then you've just got, and it's not just one or two Sharktacons. You've just got this pack that's, that's just fun. like piling on them, and yeah. it's just it's amazing. Just and that fight sequence again is a fantastic fight sequence because it's like it's done in water, and mm-hmm. then you're just, and, and I don't know, I just I loved it. From a visual standpoint, again, because it was just like it was very colorful, it was very bright, but it was also very action. There was a ton of stuff mm-hmm. going on in it. There was. By uh, the way, Adam, a- the ahead. band what?
0: Spectre General uh-huh. was actually a Canadian heavy metal band called Kickaxe. which is that's an awesome <laughs> name, Kick Axe. So much better than uh, Spectre but General. For, apparently, for legal reasons, they had to change it f- for their appearance on the on the soundtrack. Okay. And I can say I've never heard of Kickaxe Axe either, no. um,
1: unfortunately. But that name's amazing. That's an amazing yeah. <laughs> name right there. Holy crap! Uh, with the other group of Autobots, uh, Daniel, as you mentioned earlier, Chris, he gets his own exosuit. suit. Isn't that super cool? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> you whine a lot.
2: Take this.
1: Yes. Ugh. And they search that planet, and they see. We see that they, you know, has there's some other bots there. These Junkions yes. that will meet up a little bit later. Spoiler alert! And my by far least favorite scene in the entire movie. Uh, all right, so wait, which hot rod? Which scene is that? the The fight sequence with the junk, on, it, on on Junkyon or? It's right after the it's it's after the universal this uh the the universal greeting. We'll get okay. we'll get to okay. it, and I will right, com- I will I'll pull out my biggest Daniel moment, and I'm gonna complain and I'm gonna cool. bitch about That's, it. Cool, that works, but. All right, Hot Rod and Cup, yeah, as you mentioned, they're doing much better, and they're trying to fi- find a way off the planet, uh, but they run into these, you know, lizard bots, these, uh, I think they're the Sharktacons, they Shark-tacons. Yep. yep, the Sharktacons, and they try to use this thing that Cup mentions called the Universal Greeting. Bye, weep, cry, weep, and it does not work. All right, <laughs> and the oh, no, wait, attack wait, wait, where them.
2: is it, where is mm-hmm. it? I wrote it down here. Oh yes, I remember it, but it's, and yes, my, my, I just wanted to show you, I did write it down, but it's (laughs) Ba-weep-grana-weep-ninibon. Ba-weep-grana-weep-ninibon? Yeah, it's just, and I've never heard said universal greeting before until this one, but uh, this is the first of two times you will hear the term (laughs) Ba-weep-grana-weep-ninibon. Yeah. I would love to know what it actually means. It's just like,
1: yeah, no idea.
2: Hello, doofuses of the world.
1: We are okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, anyway, I don't know. Yeah. So the Shark attack, and they end up taking them hostage. in In the jail, we learn of the Shark and, and and Quintesson. Quintesson. Quintessons. Yep. And we we learn that from this other bot that we met earlier from the very the opening scene. Um, that got eaten from uh, uh omicron. Oh, no, omicron sorry John you screwed me up Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> omicron unicron tomato tomato but it's kind of it's really nice that they did that that callback to this guy It was, it was kind of like oh yeah I recognize him yep. um, and he's put on trial and he's considered innocent but they drop him into the the little the, ve- pu- the, the-, puddle, yeah, the puddle yeah the the the, Ooh, the bat- yeah, what shark-cons. the hell? well then what is that? He's not, How is he innocent? <laughs> well, remember, the one, the
2: Quintessons are evil beings. I mean, and they're also, uh, later on you find out uh, in the Transformers, the animated series, that you find out that they're actually the original creators of, uh, of the Autobots and the Decepticons. Huh. And so there is that. But also, um, you finally get a little bit of backstory of who the heck Unicron is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they finally tell a little bit of that story just to kind of like those people that actually want to plot. Yeah. Uh, you can, you're you actually kind of te- – uh, you can kind of get teased in a little bit. But yeah, that guilty or innocent part, it just – and also the, uh, the uh, Quintesson's voice – still kind of shakes me a little bit because it's that gravelly like electronic voice a little bit it's just like whoo it's scary. <laughs> yeah has the imperial magistrate reached a verdict
0: i have guilty or innocent innocent
1: so uh cutting to unicron he tells galvatron where magnus is and where the matrix are just trying to get them hey hey you idiot they're not they're not dead uh your job is not done so you have to do it and he every time like you know we know megatron or or galvatron and his style he doesn't he he likes to be in charge and so he does not enjoy being you know having uh taking orders from unicron and so he's kind of pushing against it the entire way but Because Unicron is so powerful and gave him these powers and gave him this new body and whatnot, he really has uh, the ability to just be like he's almost got like a electronic shock collar that he kind of just presses every now and then. So as the Autobots try to fix their ship, this is with uh, uh, Ultra Magnus and whatnot. This is the Decepticons' attack, and they end up blowing it up. So now they don't have a ship at all, and they chase them down. And uh, Ultra Magnus. Tries to open up the matrix. He tries to, to do it, and it's he can't do it. He can't figure it out. It's not a which is you know going to be something that we will ha- come again. But th- that's a really good kind of using that that three time plot. You know, you see it first time with uh, is you know it's setup, um, and then uh, you know reinforcement and then payoff, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to happen. So right now we're in the reinforcement. Yeah, and then uh, Adam, that's where the second bad word comes in because oh, as okay. Ultra Magnus
2: is trying to open it, it can't open, and he's fighting with it. he's like open. <laughs>
1: damn it open
2: okay and it's just and it's like did he just say that is he allowed to say yeah. that i was like well wait a second uh spike just a little bit ago said shit so why not shit, yeah
1: him? i was like oh my gosh man well you know for his sins and saying a bad word he gets killed by, <laughs> by by galvatron dude and not just killed but he gets drawn and
2: quartered i mean it's he just does like, he's, he's like split <laughs> apart it's amazing
1: Yeah, Galvatron now has the Matrix, and instead of returning it to Unicron like he's supposed to, he's like, screw this, I want to um, overpower Unicron with it because he knows Unicron's afraid of it. So that's what his plan to do.
2: Yeah, my my little thing on there is I said, Galvatron
1: grows a set. He's just like, all (laughs) right, I got this, and now I'm going to rule you. Yep, that's exactly his plan. Uh, We go back to Hot Rod and Cup, who are now on trial, and they also get... Proven innocent, and, <laughs> and you have to go down into uh, the, the water with the Sharktacons, and they have to fight, and we get another metal song going on. This one is Hunger by also Kickaxe uh, or Spectre General. Yes. Good, another good action scene here.
2: Yep, absolutely, especially when the uh, the Dinobots kick the door in,
1: and uh, yeah, and and again, just a
2: uh, twelve uh, uh, year old Chris loves the excuse me uh, when they're like <laughs> stepping over the Sharktacons when they go in there, and then also just like I said, a big Dinobot fan in its own right, and so just the fact that they just they they show how awesome they are and just start
1: tearing stuff up, it's great. They save Hot Rod and Cup. Back at Ultra Magnus's body, the others are all sad, and <laughs> then we see we meet Eric Idle and his crew of Junkions <laughs> that uh, come and attack the remaining Autobots. All while the classic song "Dare to Be Stupid" by Weird Al Yankovic plays.
2: Oh, it was, I love, love, love this song. I would love this song if I was not a Weird Al fan, but being a Weird Al fan, yeah. this is easily my favorite song of his of all time, period. Really? Oh, yes, 100%. 100%. Oh, man.
1: Uh, see, all right, I'm, I'm half tempted. John, if you are, and now I I get too excited to, to talk Weird Al because John's not a Weird Al That's guy not like true. I am. Oh, he, he likes I weird, like weird, yeah, weird, yeah, like weird Al, He likes Weird Al. You I'm do. just you not do. as you
0: hardcore do. as you are.
1: As hardcore. <laughs> I've seen him I've seen him multiple times in concert. I'm a big fan. Johnny, you're right, you do you do love your weird Al as well. And we've talked about even worse on the podcast mm. before, but I think maybe what I need to do, and maybe in the in the, in the the far future, Chris, if you're interested, and maybe we can get Jonathan, because I know he's a fan as well, we do our top ten favorite Weird Al songs. Well... Because I... I, I Dare to be Stupid is a great song. One, it makes no fucking sense <laughs> why Dare to be Stupid is played in this movie, and it does not fit, and I can't stand oh, it. Oh! I so it's disagree. It's so awful. I so disagree and with that. that. Everything else is metal and hardcore and so cool, and then I like dare to be stupid don't get me wrong it does not fit in the Transformers movie. I disagree with you because, again, just okay. Dare to be
2: Stupid as a song and the words that are in it there are just that they fit the junkie on so perfectly. Mm. That fits Rekgar's personality, who's played by Eric Idle, so perfectly. It's just like, it's just like, it's an absurdity. And it's just like, here they are fighting and they're fighting in this planet of junk. And it's just like, and Dare to be Stupid is the perfect, absurd song to be played during this absurd fight sequence that are going on going on. Cuz you know what's going to happen at the end of it. Wait a second. The junkions, I, didn't, I didn't know because it's my first time watching. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> but the Junkions have an Autobot symbol on
1: them. Uh, they do. It's just so it's like okay. okay I got you. Okay, anyway, but <laughs> Yeah, well cuz because they are Junkions and so they grabbed dead Autobots and and Put plates of them on their own. They're, they're like cannibals. I don't find them to be good
2: people. Okay, now you've just blown my mind. I never thought about it as being possible uh, robot cannibals, that or transformer yeah. cannibals. Man, that just changes the whole dynamic of the movie right there for me. Holy so. crap. But but to go back to real quick about the weird Al stuff, real fast, uh, I was I was fortunate enough to uh, be on the Beard, uh, bearded bearded owl uh, podcast uh, oh. uh, last week. Our friend uh, from the show and sometimes host Lauren Carey and her brother. Mm-hmm. So it's it's brother sister, and then the, you two brothers That's, are on here. So I'm gonna have to get the two or the <laughs> four you of y'all together because it could be yeah. the brother sister combo for weird Al. But uh, we were talking about the Hamilton polka with Hamilton coming out mm-hmm. and whatnot, um, and I just. Especially uh, Adam, with knowing that how big of a fan you are now, I want to talk to her so I could get you guys to maybe yeah, do like something done. joint together. So we would yeah. uh, gladly yes, because that. what they do is it's called the Bearded Owl because they they drink beer and talk weird owl.
1: I love beer as well <laughs> and weird owl. This is a great what a matchup in heaven this would be. Please I, send an ex- I uh, will uh, do that an introduction. I'm going to make that happen. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, All right, so So, Hot Rod and Cup. Real quick, though, we're just going to have to agree to disagree with how Uh, perfect, again, how perfect (laughs) the song is for that scene. How perfect. Uh, uh.
1: All right. Uh, A Hot Rod and Cup, they took a ship uh, from the... Quintesson, or yeah, the Quintesson planet, and they make it all, it's like a big drill ship, and they come over, um, to where the other Autobots are, and to to try and rescue them, and they use, again, the universal greeting on the Junkions. Ba-weep-grana, weep-ninibong. Ba-weep-grana, weep-ninibong.
2: Ba-weep-grana, weep-ninibong. Ba-weep-gra-na-weep-mini-bomb!
0: Ba-weep-gra-na-weep-mini-bomb! believe it's a fever, a future's up to you, so what you gonna do? Dan-a-be-stupid, Dan-a-be-stupid, what did I say? Dan-a-be-stupid,
1: tell me what I say! dan a stupid and this time, it works. Yes, The can- the
2: cannibals like it. They yeah, like Yeah, they ba- Ba-weep-gra-na-weep-mini-bomb. Maybe it is, hey, you can eat us later.
1: Maybe that's yeah, what that, that means. <laughs> that must be it. But they do this whole weird dance together. I hated this scene. Absolutely hated it. It was so stupid. Oh, come on, man. Lighten up it a little bit.
2: This movie came. has been nothing but dark the whole time. There's been and death. I've been loving There's that. been destruction. You have killed off what I thought were friends of mine. And then, bam, I want the dance. I want that cheeriness. I need that. Mm-hmm. I need to know that there's a little hope in this world. And seeing the Junkie ons dance and then finally repair Ultra Magnus, it did my heart good. It's like, well, maybe this movie is not as evil as I thought it was. Maybe it's okay. This is where Chris 12-year-old Chris is starting to get some hope here. Hope, mm-hmm. I say.
1: <laughs> All right. It is nice that Ultra Magnus is back. I kind of wish... He just stayed dead because it's like he's dead, dead. You know, you you put I guess they're robots, though, you put their parts back together. There's a chance they can come back to life. Uh, But yeah, so now he's back on as well.
2: Real quick. Also, why is it all of a sudden give him a little spit and polish and he's back up and running? It's just like true. Bloop. Okay. Oh, he just (laughs) needs to be shined a little bit. Why didn't they do that with with? Yes. I mean, exactly. (laughs) Let's bring that shiny stuff with us and go back to Earth and get a real leader back.
1: Yeah, very true. (laughs) So, yeah. I hate it. You know, inconsistencies in plot piss me off. <laughs> that and when good songs are used terribly, oh. and there's unnecessary dance scene. Well, actually, I love unnecessary dancing scenes because Ferris Bueller and Blues Brothers and stuff like that. So. Uh, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> I'm going to get back on track here. Uh, so the Autobots and the Junkions together go after Unicron right now. Galvatron tries to threaten Unicron, who now Unicron transforms into this huge Transformer dude and he's just going after Cybertron. He's like, yeah, fuck this shit. I'm gonna destroy this whole planet, which is badass. Mm -hmm. And he even eats out Galvatron. He's like, yep, boom, you're mine now. (laughs) I'm just gonna swallow you whole.
2: Well, and then also once you see him go in there, we figure, we find out that Uticron has like a full ecosystem in him. Yeah. There's water, there's, I mean, there's (laughs) fog, there's smoke. It's like, wow, this dude, he has eaten a lot of planets. He he yeah. he, uh, he is ah oh, crap. What is he is Galactus? Uh, Galactus, he is one hundred percent Galactus. Yeah. You're right, man. Marvel, well, yeah. think Marvel. Remember, Marvel Comics helped do the movie, so it's just yes, like they're like, eh, they did. we don't have to write it's anything. Fine, yeah. We're <laughs> good.
1: <laughs> exactly. So uh, as the Autobots and Juggernauts join the fight against against Unicron, uh, we come back to the song "Dare" by Stan Bush that brings up again as the fight rages on. Yeah! Hot Rod and the others crash through Unicron's eye with their, with their drilling, which I thought was
2: fantastic. Crazy. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Well, that, and also you get the classic Grimlock line, me Grimlock kick butt, as he's literally kicking Unicron's butt. Yeah. Again, <laughs> yeah. I was happy. That's fantastic. He's got the good slapstick line. <laughs>
1: Which I, the slapstick doesn't do it for me. So I think that's why, I like, the dance scene doesn't do it for me and the dino bots don't do it for me. But you, you appreciate that type of humor, which I, uh, which it goes past me. It would be
2: interesting if you actually saw this as 10 or 12 year old Adam and then now. True. And that might be one of the reasons why I like it so much is because I'm seeing it in the eyes of a 46 year old as well as in the eyes of a 12 year old. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that makes
1: sense. Yeah. So, uh, so they are searching inside Unicron right now. Uh, Hot Rod is separated, and he ends up finding Galvatron and the Ma- and the Matrix, and so they have their battle. Uh, Daniel gets pulled into this whole, like, river thing, and then he sees a whole bunch of bots being dropped into, like, stomach acid yes, or something, yep. and it's a pretty, another intense thing, and then... Spike is on the hook to get dropped pretty soon next and I'm like do it just fucking drop that awful so da- dad I don't like him he's a jerk but but Daniel ends up saving his father <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry unfortunate it's okay
2: <laughs> oh.
1: I mean I think Daniel would be better off maybe I you know if CPA came and took him he'd be better off than with Spike he'd be safer or CPS oh. I think CPS is what it oh
2: my is so. gosh.
1: oh yeah uh, oh. But anyway, Daniel saves his yeah, dad. Saves, and well, uh, really,
2: more importantly, he saves his dad, but he saves Bumblebee and Jazz yeah, uh, and, and Cliffjumper. So I'm okay with that. I was like, okay, if Spike has to live, <laughs> okay. so be it, as long
1: as Bumblebee, Jazz, and Cliffjumper are okay. Fair enough. All right, back at Hot Rod and Galvatron. Things are looking rough for Hot Rod as uh, Galvatron's got him in his grasp. And then The Matrix it starts reacting to Hot Rod, and we get that great Stan Bush song, "The Touch." It starts playing again, and we hear the voice of Optimus. You got the- Arise, Rodimus Prime.
0: Optimus. Yeah! No.
1: All the goosebumps. That that's kind of like. Yeah, exactly. All the goosebumps. You get kind of chills yep. on that moment, and so Hot Rod turns into Rodimus Prime, and he starts kicking Galvatron's ass, and he throws him out of Unicron, and he opens the Matrix, and it ends up destroying Unicron. Yep.
2: yep. And, uh, awesome, yep. awesome big moment. Just here. fantastic fight sequence, like you said. I mean, you get that, mm-hmm. uh, you get the classic hero driving uh, or him running in, telling Autobots, transform. And everybody transforms to get out. And then, once again, are all Prime's trucks? Because Hot Rod becomes from car to truck mode all of a sudden yeah. with this. It's like <laughs> the Matrix touches you, and it's like, well now you're going to become a truck
0: yeah
1: i guess so <laughs> the autobots escape unicron as he's blowing up from the inside and we hear that it's the end of the cybertron cybertronian wars mm-hmm. and we see the floating deadhead of unicron and the transformers metal theme song comes back up and the credits roll
2: Yeah, and Adam, did you did you, uh, have you seen Flash Gordon the nineteen eighty movie? Uh,
1: I have not. Okay, that is one that's alluded me. Okay,
2: so again, if you guys ever want to do that show, let me know because I—that's okay. another one of my uh, wheelhouse ones. But at the very end of it, well, I mean, and I'm not blowing anything because I'm sure uh, Ming the Merciless is defeated, and at the very end of it, you see Ming's ring, and it makes you wonder. What happened to him? What happened next? Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a nice little homage, or at least this was to me of Flash Gordon the uh, of that one because of the Queen soundtrack in Flash Gordon that was blaring. This is very mm-hmm. uh, this this metal rock made uh, uh, with Transformers the movie is very similar, but two. With with uh, with Unicron's head floating around again, they make it sound like the story's over. Maybe, yeah, yeah, <laughs> if the, very if much. The so. movie makes enough money, we'll be back in part
0: two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So that is the end of our film, and I want to give Chris. Uh, we're gonna do just our overall thoughts you know your your final you know you kind of revisiting this movie since who knows the last time you saw it you know tell us your final thoughts on the transformers 1986 okay um i'm embarrassed to say
2: i have watched this will be the second or third time i've watched it within the last year now i'm not embarrassed i love this movie it's fantastic (laughs) yeah it's great uh i just again it's nostalgic wise it just brings me a lot of heart it brings it, it makes me happy and it also of course as odd as it sounds it makes me remember family stuff like my grandmother taking me to go see it like Mm -hmm. my mom telling me i cannot watch that video when she's at home that stuff just it makes me smile because it's like that's part of who my history is so that's one of the reasons why i love this movie as much as i do is because i am seeing it as a 46 year old right now but i'm also remembering how i was as a 12 year old and for that I'll always be grateful to it, and uh, and I saw it three times in the uh, movie theater in uh, in Largo, Florida, which is right outside of Tampa. And uh, I'm just, I'm just proud to say that I love this movie. It's it's fantastic. Nice. And as 46 year old Chris, that's able just to plug it on and watch it on my TV anytime like right now. And my mom's not here uh, to uh, tell me I can't watch it. I'm good <laughs> with this. So yeah, and um, and again. We uh, and uh, and real quick uh, and actually, you know what? I'll hold up because we might talk about it in a little bit because you said we're going to talk about the cartoon a little bit. We're going to talk talk okay. the
1: cartoon. Yep, next. Kay. It might and it might go faster because you know so many of the similar themes, obviously, in the show. Yeah. But uh, we'll go it over. All right, John. Let us know. You know what were your thoughts uh, as you rewatched, or was this your first time watching Transformers the movie?
0: This was my first time watching the movie. Okay. Um. So I imagine I'm sure. Imagine what I have to say is probably going to be similar to what you had to say, Adam. Uh, I had no real ties to the movie, Um, and to be honest, and we'll talk about it a little bit, I didn't really watch the TV show all that much. Um, I didn't really remember owning much of the toys, if any at all, so I don't have too much of a tie to Transformers. Um, To me, it was okay. It was a little slow. As you said, Chris, I think if I had watched this as a kid, and if I had been into Transformers, my view of the movie would have been completely different, and we've seen that a lot on our podcast Mm -hmm. where we'll watch a movie that we have such a nostalgic love for and it will sort of season our opinion Mm -hmm. as it were towards one thing or another um it's not really a movie i think i'll ever watch again so meh i'll give it a meh okay uh and for me i thought this movie was cheesy Um, (laughs) at
1: times it was hard to follow actually um and part of that is because there are so many characters i didn't know yeah like chris you just rattled off these names and all stuff i was like I can't tell the difference between a lot of them because they all look the the same to me. But I really fucking enjoyed myself watching this one. I actually, uh, uh, you know, normally I'm with John on how I am when it's a new one. But this movie was very 80s action in a way that I appreciated. Uh, The action was really solid. and, And I think my love of Beast Wars kind of helped shape because I'm, a, mm-hmm. I, I know John. I, John, you kind of fell in between the Transformers. You, you, I think you watched some of Beast Wars and maybe a little bit of the show, but you were kind of like right in between them. Where I was solidly uh, Beast Wars, and Chris, you were solidly Transformers. Absolutely. So, John, you're mm-hmm. the you're the lost generation. <laughs> And so, and so, I, I at least had that nostalgia for for the Transformers franchise and for Beast Wars. That kind of I think helped pump this up for me. I adored the music in this movie, other than there to be stupid, which was a terrible choice and it should never have been on there. I will. But, I will agree with you that the mu- I actually did. I did love the music. Yeah, music was so good. So I, I thought this film was badass. I totally get why 80s kids loved this shit and it's so important to them. And I actually probably will watch this one again, um, I hope at some point, because I thought it was that good. So,
2: well, and yeah. then, and actually, real quick, we were talking about the characters because there's one thing we failed to mention at the very beginning of it. Also, this introduced the first female Transformer. This introduced oh, RC oh. because RC she was she
1: wasn't in any no, of the she films was or? not
2: in any of the TV huh. uh, in of the first. I think it was two seasons of Transformers, then the movie, and then the third season of the Transformers, and then that ended the Generation One. Uh, Transformers. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but RC was not in the first two seasons of it. So she was oh, okay. we had no idea who she was until this movie. And and she made it work. And it's just mm-hmm. and it's also shocking to me that they didn't think, hey, you know what? girls might actually want to buy a transformer or two we should probably think about making a female version of a transformer so that girls could buy it it just that didn't make any sense to me now that i'm looking back on it as a 46 year old it's like are you guys stupid yeah (laughs) you don't do you not (laughs) like
1: money (laughs) all right that was our breakdown of transformers and now let's talk about the show So, the show started in 1984, it went to 1987, it had a total of 4 seasons and 98 episodes. It had uh, about this pretty much the same cast as the movie, so I'm not really going to mention them. Um, I will only bring up, just because I love Frank Welker so much, in season one, Frank Welker voiced seven of the 13 original Decepticons. (laughs) Uh, He he provided voices for Megatron, Soundwave, Skywarp, Rumble, Frenzy, Laserbeak, who did his screeches for the bird, and then also Ravage, the dog. Uh, Made the growls for that. So that is awesome. The movie, as you already mentioned, happened between seasons two and three, kind of bridging that gap. And this was just the first of many shows and many kind of franchise things based on the Transformers, which all started from a Japanese toy line called Microman and eventually kind of called Diaclone. And all that. I don't really want to talk. I can talk about some of that, but there's no point. Just go on Netflix and watch the toys that oh, made us yeah. because I did. That's exactly what I did. Um, and I'm like, wow, that gave a lot of really interesting insight into it. Transformers. And it's a wonderful
2: documentary. Uh, they did a fantastic mm-hmm. bang up job in that hour of talking about Transformers in general. And then also talking about yep. the death of Optimus Prime. And yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. They
1: even said like, yeah, that was probably a mistake. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <100%. killing him." laughs> but and that's why and that's why they brought him back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and they said it was a it was basically fans like wrote in and be like, where the hell is Optimus? <laughs> because, yeah, Rodimus. I'm sorry. Rodimus is not a cool no, enough leader. Mm-mm. Um, it, They should have if they would have changed it and brought back Optimus at the end to save the day. I think I would have liked the movie even better. Um, but it's good that they brought Optimus back later. But yeah, Yeah. I I didn't mind that he died. I just would have wished, you know what? It would have been better off if he came back as opposed to Rodimus. Well, and
2: also, and you can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but uh, your boy Frank Welker ended up taking over the role of Galvatron in in seasons Mm -hmm. three and four because obviously Leonard Nimoy is a big star and we're not going to pay him to be on the day-to-day TV show. But Frank Welker is our boy and he could do anything. And so put him in there.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Very true. Uh, so, yeah, as you already mentioned, this is uh, Generation 1, consider that, which covers the animated series uh, and then also the comic book series yep. of the same name. And I kind of talked about my love of Beast Wars already. Um, I uh, We still haven't gotten to it, John, but maybe this will fuel my fire to get <laughs> us into some Beast Wars talk. So it's super, super fantastic, which is a... Had they, they, it was just oh, right, oh. anyway. I'll save that talk for them. Anyway, uh, this was co produced by Marvel Productions, uh, Sunbow Productions for its first run uh, in syndication. The animation was done by Toei Animation, who's done just their Japanese group that has done a bajillion pit things. Everybody would know what they've done, mm. uh, and then it, later on, it moved over to a South Korean team called uh, ACOM, which also very pretty prolific animation group oh and that's interesting then because you can
2: kind of tell the difference in animation style from seasons Mm -hmm. one and two to seasons three and four so i didn't know that so that makes perfect sense because and and nothing against the south korean company but it just looked sloppier in the later seasons Mm -hmm. for whatever reason or more i figured it was more rushed because they're just trying to bring them out faster
1: Probably and John we've talked something similar about it is the x Men animated show from the 90s like the first couple seasons were done by a specific group and I can't remember what it was and then it moved to I think just funny enough also a South Korean group where I think they probably rushed it too fast or it did it just looked sloppier and it just wasn't um, wasn't done as well Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so. and then because Marvel Comics did the
2: movie, they also did a three-issue part, a three issue, uh, comic adaptation for go it on. as well, mm-hmm. which I was desperately trying to find that for you to show you in the show because <laughs> I still have the three of them. Uh, but I still I have about awesome. 15 small boxes of comics, so I'm trying to go through them. So as soon as I do, I'll take pictures of it and send it over to you guys. Yes, please. Yes, please even though do. they look like crap because I've read them and reread them. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: So... It's obvious that Chris you have seen this entire series I, I imagine have. you have all right and John, you kind of already alluded to this but much of much of the show at all had you seen much of Transformers
0: you know what I remember when I was a kid I I, I watched the occasional episode but see if, uh, this was 84 so I was like from between yeah. you know 84 to 87 I was between the ages of like three and six mm. so mm-hmm. I wasn't I think at this time I was I was more into he-man. And then come '87, I was all about the Ninja Turtles, so the Transformers just didn't quite hit me. Um, yeah. It just kind of it kind of missed my right age age group. So I was very much aware of who they were, and I remember yeah, I watched course. on occasion, you know, the the cartoon, but I was not so invested in them. Um, plus, I, we never had any of the toys. So yeah, you
1: mentioned, yeah, which you're right. Um, I, I had a ton of the V stores, but I don't know if we had a single one of the now i think our grandmother or our, our grandparents i think they had a an optimus they did that's, that's, rem- that's the only
0: thing i remember is our, our mother's father um, they had just some toys that you know they'd left for various you know from various grandkids and somehow they had an optimus prime and that's the only time i ever remember playing with an optimus oh. prime was at his house
2: yeah. yeah i sadly enough i had optimus i had mirage i had skylinks which, if you remember, if you read the, if you watch the last couple seasons of uh, of uh, Transformers, you'll see Skylink's in there. He was a space shuttle and some sort of weird thing, but he could transform into two <laughs> different animals. I had probably within a spe- small period of time probably about fifty Transformers of uh, various wow. uh, various things. Yeah, uh, that was where my that was my go-to range right there, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, Sadly, do not have even one of them uh, after that because that just saddens me. I did see that I you can go out and get a replica of the Gen One Optimus Prime on Amazon for about twenty bucks, and Mm, I am my my wife talked me out of that yesterday. However, she's not with me, and I might do it after this is all over. So that's awesome because it's just and it looks just like the the original one did except for. Uh, it doesn't have the trailer bed on it uh, that you're okay. talking about, and I'm okay with that. I'll I'll, I'll deal. Okay.
0: Hey Chris, <laughs> okay. uh, since we're talking about the toys, um, and you are on uh, a very well-known trivia podcast, do you know what the connection is between Megatron and the movie Aliens? Ooh, no, I
2: don't. You've uh, now ma- you spiked my uh, cur- uh, curiosity here, John.
0: So talk to me. So, um, are you familiar with the movie Aliens? Absolutely, 100%. Okay. Uh, so oh, you want two... some too, man? <laughs> anyway, yeah, absolutely. So the 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 two characters of, of Vasquez and uh, what was the other guy? The Mark Ralston's character, Drake. No, Drake. Drake. Are the smart Drake. gunners? Their headset that they wear, part of it was made out of the Megatron toy. What? Oh yeah, my so gosh! The 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 uh, the headset was made out of a bunch of different like parts and stuff like that and to get the the um, um, articulation right for the headset they used the Megatron toy in order as part of like like down it's down by where the face is it's all painted up and stuff like that and, and modified but that's mm-hmm. specifically what they used
2: that is fantastic I'm totally rewatching that in the next day or so to see that that is awesome
0: oh it's hard to it's hard to see but don't care um, I, went it's through, an I went through to watch a phase were,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As if you need another excuse to watch Aliens. I know what a good movie. Um, I watched uh, the first like three or four episodes uh, for the podcast. I didn't really feel that I needed to jump around that much because like I see some Transformers. I get it. You, know, I, we had this discussion. <laughs> me and John did offline, and we were like, yeah, we get it. It's you know we understand Transformers pretty easily. But I thought it was kind of funny early on while they're kind of. On Cybertron, like the first episode, uh, you know, you see them in their transformed stages where they're kind of humanoid, and then they transform into their other stuff before they come to Earth. They don't obviously look like um, Earth-style vehicles or stuff like that. Yeah. But when they are in their humanoid-esque form, you know, like their two biped form, they still look exactly as the same as they do
0: <laughs> from
1: yes. Earth. Yeah. It's like so. It's like what? So they're like he looks like a regular like. You know, F sixteen jet or whatever, and then while on Cybertron, he turns into something that's totally not a jet. It's like, wait a minute, those two things don't go together at all. It looked really, really weird. But they got off Cybertron pretty quickly and came to Earth, and you know, had to do that whole Um. uh, stuff. One thing that bothered me, much like how we mentioned uh, Optimus's trailer going in and out and the size shaping of Megatron all over the damn place, the the Decepticons could just fly on their own without it. They didn't have to transform into jets to fly. They could just Megatron could just like arms up and away. And he just started flying. And I'm like, well, then why the fuck would you do anything else? Or why would, there's no need to transform just fly. Like this is all of them could do it. All of them. What
2: was the point of that? Well, it's because in their transform mode, they're faster than when they are in their, tra- uh-huh. in their, uh, in their robot mode. That's just, that's the, that's, okay. that's, See,
0: easy <laughs> that's, just, that's just science, Adam. No. It's just Come science. On. Yeah.
2: Come on. I know. My bad, man. But I will tell you this because I I tried to rewatch. I, I and I, I as much as I love the movie, and I think if you're listening to this podcast, you know how much I love this movie, uh, because I think it's kind of screamed out a little bit. But yeah. I tried to rewatch the cartoon probably about two or three years ago uh, because I wanted to talk to my nephews about it. Uh, I think it was. I think Netflix started carrying it or Prime started doing it one of the one of the major streaming outlets did and I found it so slow and a little boring mm-hmm. for a lot of the episodes. And I was like, I cannot tell my nephews. My nephews would be bored <laughs> within like two minutes of this. And so mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and so I opted not to tell them about it or whatnot. And I just, what I ended up doing was I flipped around to some of my more memorable episodes that I remembered and whatnot. And so, uh, but yeah, but that was a little, that was a sad part for me because when I watched Voltron as a kid mm-hmm. and I rewatched the old school Voltron, I was like, It's just, it's slower to me, you know? And it's just, and and same thing with a lot of these old cartoons, except for G.I. Joe. Oddly enough, G.I. Joe kind of still holds pretty well. But anyway. See, I had the
0: the opposite reaction to to G.I. Joe. To me, it was slow. I hated it, yeah. And I think the problem was, you know, in their desire to sell more toys, there were so many characters, and it was hard to get invested with a lot of people. Um, You know, obviously with Transformers, Everyone you know, actually probably even when I was a kid, other than Snake Eyes, I would have probably been hard pressed to tell you what the names of most of the Joes were. I got um, you. but at least with Transformers, everyone knew Optimus Prime. So yeah. there was at least yeah. that.
1: But you go back – I mean, not even go back. If you watch, like, kids' stuff nowadays, or you turn on, like, a Blue's Clues or a or a uh, Dora the Explorer, <laughs> those are not fast-paced shows. You know, you, you watch it, and it's just like Dora standing around for five minutes looking for a fucking fox that's behind her, and you're like, it's a goddamn – it's right behind you, you dumb bitch. Wow.
2: <laughs> I, Jeez, man, you I'm... just
1: crushed a 10-year-old. Way to go there, Alan. I know. Jeez. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Hopefully, there's no 10 year old listening to our podcast. I know. I'm
1: saying just, just saying, children's shows are slower. Like they just are. the 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 child mind doesn't need the fast paced and you know the interesting plot that us as an adults need. Well, but the interesting part is though is like
2: I don't know if you've had a chance to watch Transformers Prime which is uh, I okay. not, it's I one not. of the more current uh, ones. Yeah. I think it's done within it's been done within the last 10 uh, 10 years or so I think they they released it like right around when the first or the second Transformers movie, uh, the live-action movies came out. And so uh, and those are wonderful, really good stories. Uh, it took me a little bit to kind of go well wait a second, this isn't the optimist that I know. This is not the bumblebee that mm-hmm. I know. He doesn't just beep and sweep and creep and all that stuff. I mean, but. <laughs> He's got the, beeps, but, the sweeps. The yeah, beeps. I know. The what, the what, and the what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I enjoyed it. And it was just like, and, and it is faster. And it is, uh, it's a more frenetic pace. And so because mm-hmm. of okay. that, I enjoyed it a lot. And that was the one that I actually introduced my nephews to, was that one. Okay. And they enjoyed the heck out of that. And so that was nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, so, so we're just saying kids are smarter than we were. We were dumb, boring kids back in the 80s. Pretty much,
2: or we were just so in, enthralled with eating our uh, our uh, Fruit Loops or uh, <laughs> Sir- our, yeah. our, our Rice Krispies or whatever it is that we didn't really care what yeah. was on the TV.
1: Exactly. We were having a good time. We were hopped up on our That's sugar. Right. It was fine. Ma, <laughs> give me my adrenaline shot. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to mention, we talked about the metal version for the movie, but now let's talk the original version. Theme song. The transformers. more <laughs> transformers. <laughs> the transformers. The the transformers. And I mean, come on! This is one of the best, most well-known cartoon theme songs, uh, you know, of all time. John, did we did did either of us pick
0: this? Though I was about to tell you that I was a little surprised that you just called it the best because I know for a fact that when we no, did so our, our top ten eighties, yeah, yeah, most well-known, one of the most well-known. But you just did, you just said best, so. Um, uh, my bad. It is one of the most well-known. Because though. I know for a fact on our on our uh, '80s cartoon uh, top ten '80s cartoon uh, theme songs, uh, neither this one nor GI Joe made either of our lists. Yeah, well, G.I. Joe one sucks. Like straight up sucks. Transformers is better. Real American heroes
1: sucks? Are you it's You're awful. not American. It's so bad. You are <laughs> you communist.
2: You Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. I it's, mean, it's, yeah, uh, I meant to call you guys out a little bit on that. It's just like, <laughs> really? Uh-huh. How do you not have Transformers on there?
1: It's I mean Because we have oh so many other good ones. So no, many other no, good ones. No, you
2: no, no. It's Transformers <laughs> and then everything else (laughs) because name one of those other ones that were on your top 10 list that a group like lion could come out and make a metal version of
0: uh probably probably my top my my top one was mask and you could probably do a metal version oh yeah
1: totally could do one for mask and mine was ducktales and i'm sure you could have a badass version of ducktales (laughs) 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 yeah I see what you mean. <laughs> as, as you mentioned earlier, the, so we had the, the animation, which was done in Japan at first. I thought it actually held up pretty good. Yeah. Like, even watching it today, I thought it wasn't amazing. It wasn't as good as, you know, probably what the, the Transformers Prime is right now. It also wasn't as bad as a lot of that Filmation stuff, like a He-Man or Bravestar. Those ones are just bad animation. They really are. Um, but this one, I thought, was uh, pretty decent. I did see some color issues yeah. like Megatron's arm cannon would go from dark to the same like uh, gray color, like back and forth, depending on how <laughs> lazy the uh, colorist was, stuff like that. But for me, I'm just going to go. I'm going to I'm going to ease into my final thoughts on the series. And then let's uh, let's talk, John. And then, Chris, you'll have the final word on this on the series. All right. As someone who didn't really watch the show when I was younger, I'm going to say I was actually kind of surprised at how much I actually enjoyed the first couple seasons of the first couple episodes. It probably no no I, yeah, I think I, went, I watched the show first and then the movie um, but you know what that sh- I was actually pretty engaged. If I didn't have to do my notes, I probably would have you know been okay and it was it was decent. the voice acting obviously incredible. Um, so you know what I felt even though yeah it probably has some slow moments. I thought the show was actually kind of a thumbs up for me.
0: I had r- I had roughly the same thoughts about the TV show that I had about the the movie. Um, I was not a Transformers guy, so I don't have a real nostalgic pull for it. I watched a few episodes; they were okay. They were a little slow. I really don't have much more to add to that, so I'm okay. just gonna kind of leave it at that. Yeah, you're gonna stay in disguise. Yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> All right, Chris, take us home, Chris. Yeah, for me,
2: uh, again, the cartoon, like I said, didn't, it, for me, it didn't hold up very well as opposed to the movie. The movie, mm-hmm. I thought, was at a very, it was a wonderful pace. Uh, unlike um, what John felt, I thought it was very fast paced. I enjoyed it. I was not bored with it one bit. <laughs> Whereas watching, especially the older ones, Uh, the older uh, episodes of the uh, original series was a little bit slower and was not as enjoyable as I remember it as said 10, 12, 13-year-old. I will say that uh, if you do like uh, the movie uh, or Transformers movie, you do need to watch The Return of Optimus Prime, which is a two-part series that was, I believe... I think it's in the final season uh, of of Transformers because I think it was that and then it was done where you see the return of Optimus Prime. You see uh, uh, Rodimus Prime come back to being Hot Rod. And even Mm -hmm. though the episodes are not that great, the two episodes are not that great, you still need to see Optimus return to the glory that he is. And then finally, my only last thing I want to mention is if you really do like the Generation 1 There's a uh, comic book company called IDW, and IDW Mm -hmm. did a fantastic run of Transformers Gen One, and it's wonderful. And it's just like it takes up where the uh, cartoon series uh, left off, um, uh, right before uh, the movie. Uh, So right after season two, and it was just it was wonderful. And I just highly recommend it for anybody that's interested in reading more about the Gen One and the Gen One style of the Transformers, and not that. Michael Bay bullcrap that is out there in the world anymore because no, Optimus does not have flames. He doesn't need to have flames. He's Optimus freaking prime. Bumblebee does not beep, 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 and play radio stuff. He is freaking Bumblebee. All right. But anyway, but IDW does a fantastic job. Uh, with that Gen 1 so if you can go out there I think it's in trade paperback and graphic novel form now and I just highly recommend anybody reading it especially if you remember the Transformers like I did as a kid and really enjoyed
1: it cool alright All right. well that was our discussion on Transformers
0: This episode of the Blast from Our Past podcast is not brought to you by. The Transformers sold separately from Hasbro. All right, and now we're going to do the casting portion of the show. As we mentioned at the top, we're going to be casting The Young Avengers, which was a Marvel property that came out around the, uh, the mid-aughts. Does that sound about right, Chris? Yes, yes, it sure did. Yeah, yeah
2: about. Uh, I think it was around 2004, 2005 is when, um, is when Marvel Comics first introduced it.
0: Yeah, and it was around the time of... Uh, kind of after House of M, around the X-Men versus Avengers era, uh, right before um, the Secret Invasion. It was all kind of right around when all that stuff was happening, as far as the timeline goes. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to do six of the characters, which are Iron Lad, Hulkling, Patriot, Wiccan, Stature, and Speed. And we'll give kind of a brief little explanation as to who everyone is um if you are a fan of comics and you have not read it um i recently i'm about three-fourths of the way through the complete collection of the young avengers it's a great story actually really enjoying it and the
2: artwork uh, by jim
0: chung is phenomenal i love uh
2: jim chung actually he's been an artist for quite some time he actually did a uh a uh, uh, comic book series a number of years ago for a uh, for a comic company called CrossGen uh, called uh, Scion, and it was just it was it was a beautiful fantasy uh, slash uh, sword anime uh, comic book uh, series. It was wonderful, and then. Um, Marvel seeing what they ha- uh, seeing the work that they did signed him over, and now unfortunately he just mostly does comic uh, comic covers and stuff like that. Mm, but okay. he but he I love any time that he's able to do a series, and luckily with Young Avengers he was one of the main him and a guy by the name of uh, Alan H- Heinberg who was the writer of the series uh, were the ones that originally created it.
1: Okay. So, nice. yeah. And some people out there might be wondering, wait a minute, what about Kate Bishop and America Chavez? They were also in Young Avengers and some other stuff. We have actually already cast them back when we did uh, West Coast Avengers. And so we didn't feel the need to recast, to to, to actually already recast some others.
2: And I just said Alexandra Shipp, who played Storm, would be a fantastic Mm. uh, uh, Miss America I think she'd be amazing mm-hmm. as
0: um, as America Chavez. She would be great. So, yeah. anyway, it's
2: good. So,
0: all right. Well, let's go ahead and just kind. of We're going to go actually just kind of go down the list that I just mentioned. So we'll start sure. with Iron Lad. Uh, now, Iron Lad. I'll give you a brief, brief, uh, quick synopsis. Iron Lad is actually a young Kang the Conqueror. So in the story, uh, Kang the Conqueror comes to his younger self, um, and I forget exactly what happened, but uh, Iron Lad uh, was. Horrified at what he was going to become, so he comes to the past or to the future. I forget the past, the past, the past. That's right. Comes to the past to try and uh, help stop himself, essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, and I believe that his his armor is. It's kind of. It looks like. uh, It sort of looks like Iron Man, but I think it also has. It was partially created by the Vision. Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: elements of both for sure.
0: So, um, a lot of these guys, with a couple of exceptions, can really kind of. You can cast a lot of. There's a lot of uh, openness as to yes. who you can cast with this. I'm gonna jump in with mine. Um, I, I, you know, all these guys—they're young. Is why it's the Young Avengers. So I tried to stick with people who are around their mid to early 20s. Because um, mm-hmm. hopefully, if it was if it became a property, it would be something that they could you know hold for a good you know decade or so as as the characters kind of grow up. So uh, I went with the young actor. Who I actually don't know very well, uh, but he's got a uh, you know he's got a good amount of of credits to his name, but uh, he is on the apparently much beloved TV show The Umbrella Academy. Um, mm. He plays a character named Ben Hargreaves on there. i have not actually I started I tried to read The Umbrella Academy and I just couldn't get into it, <laughs> so I didn't I haven't bothered watching the 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 TV show. Um, but I went with an actor named Justin H Min. Okay. I'm I not seen. i with you, though. Uh, multiple
1: people have been like, oh, have you been watching Umbrella Academy? I'm like, no, I don't watch anime. And they're like, it's not anime, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's some... See, I, so I have no idea what it is or anything like that. But uh, you know what? Based on people saying how awesome it is, you could probably... Yeah, it's probably... A good, that's a good show to pull from, so... Okay. Cool. Well, Adam, who did you go with? Uh, I went with... Uh, I, I did the exact same thing you did. I have to... You know, I really wanted to stick between, like, the, the young... You know, under 25 as much as I could. Uh, to try and do this and so I went with an actor who I recognized most from um, a YouTube original show that actually is kind of blown up I think it's going to be coming on Netflix and I'm excited to see uh, some more episodes which I haven't seen all of them Um, and he played uh, Johnny's son who ended up getting uh, taught by under Ralph Macchio in the show Cobra Kai I went with Tanner Buchanan as my iron lad all right wow that's pretty
2: cool I, I you know yeah. Cobra Kai is a show that's not talked about near enough. It, it, it is yeah. solid. It is yeah. so. solid. I'm glad that Netflix is actually going to be getting the first two seasons on yeah. there, so hopefully more people can see it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because I haven't seen it. I mean, you know. he's,
0: he's solid. Looks like a good, a uh, good kid. A lot of stuff to his name, so I, I'm sure he's a probably solid pick. Cool. So, all right,
2: Chris, who did you go with? All right, well, uh, I was trying to rem- uh, uh, with Iron Lad. Uh, I was thinking, okay, it needs to be somebody slim a build. Uh, and also needs to be somebody who's completely pretentious because that's something that (laughs) Iron Lad absolutely was. And then I remember back uh, with the uh, movie Ender's Game, and Ender in Ender's game was Aza, uh, Aja Butterfield. And that yeah. guy, I thought, was would be a fantastic Iron Lad. One, he could bulk up a little bit if he needs to, but he really doesn't need to. He could stay um, the, the size build that he is. But he just, like I said, he has that pretentiousness that I think would be perfect
1: for the Iron Lad role. I like that pick a lot. John, I think John and I are both pretty high on Asa Butterfield because um, we're big fans of the movie uh, Hugo. Yes, um, we uh, that was he was Hugo in that one. He is a, a I think really just going to keep growing into being. Yeah. A, I think maybe a, a top build uh, actor because yeah. he's that good, or maybe a, just like a great like indie yep. actor. Yeah, so. You know, if, if if Iron Lad was a bit of a lead on this one, you went with a bigger name, and I think that's a yeah, great
0: choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did not, and the only reason I would not have considered him, uh, Adam and I have a rule. Yeah. Um, since we chat, anytime we use a Marvel property and we cast it into the MCU, if we cast someone as a character, we won't reuse that actor for any other Marvel yeah, gotcha, one. Okay. And I think I can't remember who I. We both who I cast yeah. them as. I cast them as somebody already in the Marvel in a Marvel property. We might have. We might have, did we use him as a Nightcrawler? It was Nightcrawler. That's oh, who it was. yeah. I cast, I that's cast a, him as that's Nightcrawler. Uh,
2: okay, that's kind of awesome. I like that thought process. Yeah. That's really cool. So
0: there will be people who you might have picked that we mm. wouldn't have picked simply because of our, our own rules that we impose on ourselves. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, luckily, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not limited.
2: I'm not limited to that because no. I've never picked <laughs> <Exactly>. before. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever seen uh, the show Sex Education? No, not yet. It's a kind of a British. It's on Netflix, but it's yeah. kind of like a British comedy show. It's really funny. He's the he's the star of that one. Oh, okay, so, I didn't know I, that he was all, in that. Okay, yeah, I'm all about some of Butterfield, so I love that. All right, so next we have Hulkling, who kind of has an he's a unique set of powers. He's actually, and I cannot remember which one's which. I, he's the son of a creep princess and a scroll prince yes or the or, mm-hmm. okay or i couldn't remember if it was that or if it was the opposite
1: a lot of, a lot of people are just be like they just assume like he's a little hulk right because his name is hulkling but he has nothing to do with hulk like that um and he's got like shape-shifting abilities because of his score his sc- uh, scroll heritage yeah. and things like that
0: so that's pretty cool so and um he is one of two uh lgbt characters in this list Um, Mm because he is in a a relationship with Wiccan. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Adam, why don't you start us off with who you picked for Hulkling?
1: Sure. There's a lot of stuff. I I did kind of go through a couple other castings that I saw to try and get some inspiration, and every other casting that I saw had this guy as their Hulkling, and I was like, man, I I haven't seen him in much. And so that's really why it was kind of hard for me to pick him at first, but he's been in that show Teen Wolf, which was, you know, a good little action-y um, teen drama show, so I think there's, uh, I like I like seeing that, because someone who's had some kind of action in their series, he's also been in the show called Bosch, um, some other stuff that, you know, not that big, but I think when it comes to his look, it, you, you slap some green paint on this dude, and you look exactly like Hulkling to me, his name is Mason Die. that's who I went with for my Hulkling.
0: Yeah, he definitely yeah. looks a lot like the drawings.
2: Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. That, the jaw and the whole bit. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. All right, Chris, who did you go with?
2: Uh, I went with uh, – actually, somebody's played a, uh, a comic book character on TV before. I went with David Mazouz uh, from Gotham. Uh, he played young Bruce Wayne. Uh, again, you want to talk about a guy that, um, especially in the last couple seasons of Gotham, as he got older, he kind of bulked up a little bit because they were really trying to, uh, prep him to become that Batman role. And actually I think he wore the suit in the last, uh, in the last episode of Gotham or whatever. But again, that's a guy that's, uh, he's a young guy that I really think can bulk up and be able to play the role pretty well. Okay and so that was who I thought except for uh, I think Holkling had blonde hair. he doesn't have the blonde right. hair but mm-hmm. yeah bleach that thing.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um, I I really I really don't have an opinion on him because I'm not familiar with him. I've actually never watched Gotham. And he does. He's not really in anything I've seen, so I, I'll just have to go with your instinct on that, Chris, and, and <laughs> call that a, a good pick. It happens a lot with between Adam and I whenever we have to cast young actors. Yes, especially especially, yeah, especially, young especially the young actors. I'm the
2: exact same way.
0: Adam's uh, nightmare is anytime we have to cast children. Yeah, because we don't we don't watch anything with children on. It. Yeah, exactly. That's a good thing, by the way. I think.
1: Yeah, and even like the the chi- the children stuff that I know, the things like uh, the Super Eight movie or Stranger Things, they're all getting too old. They're aging out of like oh, the no. kid <laughs> roles anymore. So I'm like, damn it, I can't even use the ones that I have yeah, seen.
0: That's true. Uh, okay, so for my Hulkling, um, I did a little bit of a switch uh, on the character. Um, I it was important to me as we've as we've done with some other of, uh, of our castings. Um, uh, if you have a, a character who is a certain type, I do tend to try to pick an actor who is of that type. Um, Hoekling is uh, an LGBT character, so I wanted to pick an LGBT actor um, mm-hmm. for that role. So I d- was not aware that this actor was LGBT, that, not that that in any way d- deterred my you know, love of, of the stuff he's been on, especially since he's been on one of my favorite comic book TV shows over the past decade or so i haven't watched it in a while because it after a while i started to notice like every season was the same just in variation (laughs) but i loved the characters um and he plays the character of wally west on the flash tv show um and his name is uh keenan lonsdale okay i like that
2: i like that a lot he he's very good as wally um yeah in the flash and yeah
0: it's uh i'm changing the character a little bit but he's a good actor um, and I think his time on the Flash will only kind of help him. He's got a good build. He can you know, we can bulk up. I mean the Hulkling is a shapeshifter, so there's gonna be some C G involved anyway. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's who I that was who I went with.
1: That's a strong pick. That's a real strong pick. All right. Yeah. Uh, cool. that, I, I've not seen yeah, I've not seen Flash at all, so I, I can say nothing.
0: Okay. Uh okay, that was all three of us, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Patriot. Patriot is a very kind of interesting character. I actually I was very annoyed with Patriot when I first started reading it, and then uh, when you find out kind of his backstory and stuff like that, you really sort of kind of and who who his
2: grandfather is.
0: Yes, and kind of empathize with it. So his his grandfather is Captain America, Mm -hmm. not that Captain America. Kind of the he was. uh, If I'm if I'm remembering if I'm remembering this correctly, he was he was the first guy to receive the serum as like a test. That's correct. Yeah, oh, that's correct. And, and died? No, he didn't. He was still no. alive.
2: No, he's still alive. Oh, yeah. okay. They just, because um, he was, because he's a black man, they did not yeah. want
1: to make him. Uh, um, it's, it's not, is it, is it John Bradley that Captain America? No.
0: is that was a, they had, okay. No, it's it's kind of a story where the grandfather was, um, before they gave it to Steve Rogers, they wanted to test it on someone. So they picked a black man to do it. And so okay. he, um, he was, or sorry, Isaiah Bradley, not not John Bradley. Okay. My bad, but not him either. No, okay. but it's his. It's this. It's Patriot's grandfather, and in the beginning, you think that Patriot gets his his powers because he had to have a blood transfusion from his grandfather, um, and then you find out that actually he doesn't have powers. He's been using a serum that he's been stealing off of people in order to have these ah. powers. Um, and okay. it, it deals with it, it's it's nice because then the, it kind of turns into a little bit of an addiction tale and having to overcome that and his insecurities as a person so he he turns into a much deeper character than they they kind of show you at first okay and, so uh, cr- and also oh,
2: he's and also he's one of the ones that actually he has stuck around longer. Than any hmm. of the other uh, young uh, Young Avenger characters, because most of the Young Avenger characters, except for Miss America uh, and ha- the the Lady Hawkeye and whatnot, most of them have kind of you don't see very much of them anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. But Patriot has mm-hmm. been popping up in a lot of the uh, uh, Sam Wilson Falcon issues lately, and uh, he's nice. becoming a sidekick to uh, Falcon. In that cool. Patriot I, like that. Yeah. Okay. I like that.
0: Yeah. I like that. All right, Chris, why don't you uh, jump us off on this one?
2: Yeah, uh, again, it's kind of what you guys were talking about a little bit ago. When it comes to younger actors, I was struggling, and it's just like uh, – but uh, I remember there was a movie a few years ago called Beast of No Nation, and uh, there was a young uh, young man in it by the name of Abraham Atay, A-T-T-A-H. Mm, and mm-hmm. uh, he has that – He again, he, uh, wonderful actor, very, very good, and I just thought he could play – Uh, that Patriot role where it's just like, he's not sure of himself. He, it's very similar to what John was just talking about earlier, where he could play if they wanted to go deep in, and in addiction wise, they could if they want to play off his leadership, they could potentially do that as well. I just thought he could play a little bit of all of that, and uh, and also in all fairness too, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the role of Patriot in the first place, especially with Falcon and Winter Soldier becoming a series, maybe a season two or something like that. He pops up. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah,
1: that w- I agree.
0: Um, you know what? I think I actually looked at him when I was when I was looking at my stuff. He was also he was also in Spider Man Homecoming. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a small. part. It was a very though, small part. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's no big deal. We've we've had. I mean, Lee Pace is, I think, being in a,
1: a, a second role. Some people have made second roles. Yeah. Um, in yeah. MCU
0: before. But uh, so yeah, I'm cool with that. I was
1: cool going to say Angela Bassett. She's played a couple roles in the
2: MCU.
0: So yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Cool. I'm cool with that. So, okay.
2: Um
0: right. I'll jump in with mine. I went with probably somebody who is a little bit well he he's on a little bit more well known TV show <laughs> i He's a little bit younger, but I think uh he could probably have the right attitude. um He's on a show that much to adam stragin i've actually never I've only ever seen one episode of, but and he keeps telling actually everyone keeps telling me I need to watch it, but I haven't but i i uh, I've seen some scenes with him in, it and I think he could work. I went with Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger things
1: ah yeah, oh, yeah. strong choice. Very strong choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. He's uh, he's a very, very good
0: actor. I mean, he's he fits that nerd group really well, so I'd like to see him beef up yeah. for the Patriot role. That's that's the good thing about Marvel. They've shown us that they can take anybody <laughs> and turn him into a beefcake. Yes.
1: Yeah, they anybody. Can. Beefcake!
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: so... Yeah, I, I, I ran through Caleb McLaughlin as I thought because with these roles what I did is okay, uh, let's go through where I know young actors are so let me look at uh, like the Stranger Things do I think any of them would fit here um, and I, and I, I kind of passed over him on this one but then I got to my next group which is the It Movies <laughs> uh, which is like okay, the It Movies is also a group uh, where there's young kids in it and I think they could, you know cast them in these roles and that's where I found the actor that I went with my guy is named Chosen Jacobs and I think you know he's got uh, the look, and I think hopefully he'll need to beef up as well. Every, anybody would have to beef up for Patriot, um, but being in the it movies, you know he's he knows how to handle some stuff and working with some some scary stuff or some not quite actiony, but um, yeah, I, I think he will. He's also done some Hawaii Five 0 work as well. But uh, you know, when in doubt, if, if I don't like anyone in Stranger
0: Things, go to it. <laughs> <That's> fair. <laughs> so. I actually think I looked at him too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's go to Wiccan. Uh, Wiccan is, uh, as I mentioned, he's kind of the uh, the significant other, or the, the lover, or however you want to call it, of Hulkling. But also, mm-hmm. Wiccan is important because he is the child, or one of the children, of Scarlet Witch from the uh, M-Day. And Vision. And Vision, yes. Yep. Uh, from yep. the whole M-Day saga, or House of M saga. Yes. And so out of all of the people on here I this this one was probably my uh, biggest name okay um, he was also okay. my oldest one so he but he he plays a relatively young character and he, he still looks pretty young so I, I think he could he could do fine um, he's been in a lot of stuff and uh, oddly enough I didn't it didn't dawn on me until this morning that I had picked two people who played the flash. To play lovers in this movie i went with ezra miller
1: <laughs> oh okay <laughs> uh, okay ezra, he is
0: definitely the biggest name
1: um is he in that is, is he not almost 30 yet he's probably not he's still a young guy uh he's
0: in his like he's like uh he's like in slight he's like 27 92.
1: yeah 27 okay but he still looks he like still he looks can pretty young yeah play young i think he is a he's a good good choice for Wiccan. he's got that that wicked look if i had to pick one and he's done stuff in the wizard world already because he's worked in the, the Harry, or in the Harry Potter yep. series, or the the um the more recent ones, the Fantastic Beasts series. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a great choice. Okay, well, Adam, who did you go with? I went with uh, a lesser-known actor, but I think he is gonna be really good for it because, well, I hope he's gonna be good <laughs> for it because he's been in two of these really big flops oh. of movies. Like these are these were terrible flops, and the first one. Uh, that he, well, the more recent one that he did was *A Wrinkle in Time*. He was in that, which was a terrible flop. And then also he was in the 2015 flop called *Pan* that had Hugh Jackman in it, and it was huh. uh, uh, he played he played Peter. He played Peter Pan in in the Pan movie, and it was just it, it it nobody liked it. But I think with his knowledge base from being in like you know Magical Pan playing Peter Pan before, I think he is a, a good transition to my Wiccan. So I went with Levi
0: Miller. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I've not seen either of those movies. Neither of them. Okay. But, I mean, he God, he's got a look. He looks a lot like Ezra Miller. So, yeah, they. Do. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. So that you know, I can't, I can't hate that call. Yeah, we're on the same page there. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. He does. Huh. He's definitely got that look. All right, Chris, who'd you go with? Uh,
2: well, I went. You guys dipped into the Stranger Things uh, pool just a few minutes ago, so I, I did the same thing, and uh, I chose uh, Finn Wolfhard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. can't go wrong with
1: that guy. Yeah. Because. Yeah, we yeah we've used him multiple times before. He's a great yeah. great actor. Yeah, I just yeah.
2: he has to look for it. Uh, mm-hmm. he's kind of ga- he, He's kind of gawky, a little gangly looking, which is perfect yeah. for him, uh, for Wiccan. And I just thought he'd be perfect for that. Yeah, yep. that's wholeheartedly not weird. a
0: bad. If they announced that that he was going to be playing Wiccan, I would not be upset at yep. all. Yeah, yep. absolutely at all. Uh, okay, so the other one that I contemplated not putting on the list, but we're going to talk about it anyway, which is stature. So stature is essentially the daughter of Scott Lang,
2: right, Cassandra? Who, yep. Cassie Lang? Who's already Lyon, in who, it?
0: <laughs> who's already essentially? Yeah. is already in the MCU? But they've not announced her as a as who that she will be stature. So I wanted to we would just you know just for fun we'd go ahead and cast it. Plus there was no other female characters because we already did Kate Bishop, so I didn't want to add that one in.
1: So yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, exactly you want to we need to mix I, it up I, a
0: little bit. So um, I did consider just putting that actress's name on. I've done that before, but I wanted to have a little bit more fun with it. Um, but let's jump to uh, let's jump to Chris. Let's get let's get your take on this. Actually, I did exactly what you just said. I
2: put okay. M- Emma Furman's character uh, name on there because again, one, I really liked her. I really like her as uh, as the older Cassandra Lang. Yeah. I mean, she she yeah. was only in a couple scenes. And, uh, mm-hmm. and infinity, uh, and, an, um, uh, end game. End game. thank you. Um, I was drawing a blank there, uh, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, she just, she kind of looked like Cassandra Lang. I was absolutely okay with it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, need to work on the build a little bit because she looks like mm-hmm. a normal, uh, a normal person. Uh, and you, obviously if you're going to be a superhero, you got to work on it and be a little less, uh, yeah. normally and more bulky or whatever. But yeah, I had, I had, I thought they already cast her. I was good with it.
0: Yeah.
1: That's that that's not a bad choice at all so. And we have the same casting because I just went with the same thing as well. <laughs> okay. Um now the you yeah, totally you totally could have, you know, mixed it up because she you're right. She had very few lines, yep. you know, she was barely in it, but I was just like, "You know what? She did good enough for me. I'm totally fine with it." So I'm i right there with you, Chris, and so I went with Emma Furness uh, as well.
0: And so you guys got me wishing I'd stuck with my initial guns, which was to do that. It was just going <laughs> <with that. laughs> But I did pick somebody else, so I'll just go ahead and, and talk about it. Um, we, my wife and I, started watching this show um, that just came out this year on Netflix. It's an interesting concept, and I didn't like. I didn't hate the the premise, but I was not digging on the. On the acting, so I stopped watching. I think my wife just started continued watching because she was digging it. She continued watching it on her own, but I was just—I was having too many issues with the acting. Like we were watching, and I was just on my phone the whole time because I was so not happy with what I was seeing. Um, and there's a show called Warrior Nun, and the lead actress is a lady named Alba Baptista. I
2: just saw the preview for that the uh, yesterday, and I'm like, I'm totally curious about this show I cannot wait to try it and see if it's any good or not it's a but,
0: really interesting concept yeah. and maybe you know normally my wife and I are pretty uh, in sync as on things we like so maybe I was just in a bad mood the first few times we watched the first <laughs> couple episodes so who knows maybe I'll go back and, and watch it but it, it was just there were parts of it that were just kind of gnawing at me the wrong way gotcha. but I like the concept it's really cool and interesting I'm interested to hear your take on it. When we get to that,
1: uh, I'd never even heard of the show, but looking at uh, just some of the stills and fr- some of the other stuff, it looks pretty cool. I like I like some of their marketing images and what that
0: they've got for yeah. it. Like I huh. said, I'll have to check it. Really out. interesting concept. Yeah. It was just I don't know. The other thing that my wife and I've had a hard time with is because we're old now, um, <laughs> we have a hard time watching anything that are, that's centered around teens. Yeah, because we just mm. we just can't identify anymore. <laughs> There's just day. too much teen drama. There's too much teen drama, so uh, all right. Let's go to our final one, which is Speed. Uh, Speed essentially kind of has similar powers to Quicksilver. Speed is the other child of Vision and the Scarlet Witch. Speed and Wiccan, I believe, are twins. Is that yes, right, Chris? That's correct. Yep, yep, that's they're correct. twins. Yeah. Uh, so, Adam, why don't you start us off with that one? So when I got vibes from Speed.
1: It reminded me of Blur. So I went with John Machida Jr. as my Speed. <laughs> no, that's a joke. Wow. That, bolt. No. That's a bold strategy,
0: Cotton. Let's <laughs> yeah. see if it pays um, off for him. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. So I I know Wiccan and Speed are supposed to be twins, but I actually didn't dive that way. Um, I wanted to make sure... I wanted to get get some other representation. I wanted uh, to make sure there was some Hispanic in my representation in my nice casting, fair. which I didn't really have in any of my other stuff. Um, and so... I dipped back, so I kind of, you know, I have someone kind of lanky who could, you know, look look like they could run fast. I dipped back into the Cobra Kai pool, but this time I picked the main kid in Cobra Kai. His name is Zolo Maraduena, um, or Duena, and uh, I thought he was fantastic in Cobra Kai. So, you know, I want to bleach blonde, to get that white hair with him, and I think he would be uh, an awesome speed. That's a cool, cool choice. I like that.
2: I like that. I, I cool. wish I thought more outside the box like you guys did. Uh, I'm... A little frustrated with myself on that for uh, sure. Eh,
1: it's okay. It's your first, it's your first time. time. I mean, this is, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. I
2: appreciate
0: that. That's yeah. Don't 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 sweat that.
1: I, I, but I mean, but we all we all know John Machida
0: Jr. is the best <laughs> casting for this one. One hundred percent. I'm sure at this point he probably has the right hair color. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> all right. I'll jump in with mine. I kind of I kind of went with a little bit of an unknown. Uh, basically, since they're twins, I just I was like, oh, who's somebody who kind of looks like. Ezra Miller and actually uh, who's, whoever's by uh, Adam, I think it was Adam's pick of uh, yeah Levi Miller of, of Levi Miller would have been great. I wonder if they're related. Good. Oh yeah, they're both Ezra. Well, oh, well, my guy's born in Australia. Okay, so Is Ezra not. Miller Australian? Yeah. Uh, I so. uh, yeah, I don't think Ezra Miller was born in Australia, but I don't know. So I'm I'm just gonna go over there. So I found this guy. Um, he's done a good number of of, of TV shows and stuff. Um, he's been in the Conan movie, and he was in GI Joe: Rise of Cobra. Both cases, playing young versions of older characters. Um, so, th- and that was way back in like 2011, 2009. Uh, he played young Conan and young Snake Eyes in those movies, respectively. And is a guy named Leo Howard. So, very cool. Okay. Not a lot to go on. Like to look at him. He's get- he's getting consistent work, so obviously he's doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he was on the Santa Clara uh, Santa Clarita diet, which I heard good things about, but I never saw.
1: I heard good things about, but I had no interest in seeing yeah. it either.
0: But I, I had friends who were yep. fans. Okay, so I, a little bit of an unknown, but uh, no, it's yeah, young good-looking young, looking kid. Yeah, young look, good-looking kid. So that's what I went with. So, so all I, right, Chris, yeah, take I, us home.
2: I went. Uh, I went the opposite direction. I went a little more well-known, and I went back to Stranger Things, <laughs> and uh, chose as you should, uh, and chose uh, Charlie Heaton. Charlie, I thought would be uh, kind of perfect the size wise again for speed, uh, a little bit older, ah. uh, a little more mm-hmm. grizzled. Yeah. But if you look at speed uh, Speed's face and the and uh, the artwork that uh, Jim Chung did, I thought it kind of matched up nicely for it. And so, and oh, actually, yeah. this is the oldest member of the uh, of of all the people mm-hmm. that I chose. He's twenty six. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a. That's you know, not bad. He's got a, yeah. he's got a
0: young look. Yeah. So, uh, supposed but, to be playing Cannonball in the new Mutants movie, which is yet oh, to come out. I know, right? Maybe, oh, maybe, yeah. yeah,
2: one day we're going to find out it's going to come out on Disney Plus or something because they just, <laughs> and it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't bode well that they're, no, they keep dragging no. their feet on releasing it.
1: Uh, I, I like him quite a bit in Stranger yeah. Things, and so uh, I, I want to see even more stuff. So, I think that's an awesome, awesome yeah. pick.
0: Cool. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking with us. Do you, uh, why don't you kind of give us a, another recap of uh, you know, your shout-outs or whatever?
2: Absolutely. Well, again, uh, gentlemen, I want to first shout out you guys. Uh, this is a fantastic podcast. I appreciate you what you guys are doing. You're br- bringing the best of my childhood, uh, which is the uh, late 70s into, uh, into the 80s or whatnot, and giving a piece of nostalgia. For, so for that, I appreciate it. And the trivia that you guys do, that was just a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at my email daily to find out if I get another invite back. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yes, I would be remiss not to talk about uh, three of my f- uh, favorite people uh, in the world, other than my wife, and that is Jonathan Oaks, Carmela Smith, and Ben Young, uh, the host and uh, uh, and people behind Trivial Warfare. Uh, those uh, those three mean the world to me. They're my family from another mother. And uh, I'm so grateful for them. And also, I just want to give a huge shout-out to the Warheads uh, that might be tuning in and listening to this, because without them... We don't have a podcast. You don't know who my name is uh, without them, um, and for that I am grateful. So, uh, and if you like trivia and you like laughing, then check out Trivial Warfare.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of add this. Uh, we did have Jonathan on uh, a little a little while ago to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did top ten uh, hit our top ten favorite New Jack Swing songs. No, that was Ben. That was, that was, that was uh, Ben. 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 Oh, what did yeah. I say? Did I said Jonathan. Jon- you said Jonathan. I meant Ben. Sorry, I was, Sorry, say, I was Jonathan thinking doesn't Ben. Know anything
2: about New Jack Swim. No, I, <laughs> nothing. I was say
0: I was thinking Ben and said Jonathan. Sorry,
2: you're good. Yeah. Um,
0: but I get the feeling that you guys get asked to do a lot of trivia related things, and both of you guys kind of had the same reaction to being able to talk about something else that you were passionate about. So uh, I'm I'm glad that we at least so far have had an outlet for you guys to to come on and, and talk something nerdy. That you guys are passionate mm-hmm. about—that is <laughs> not really trivia. Which is trivia is great. Adam, you know, ad, yep. that's why Adam and I started our own little one because we yeah. love trivia. Well, Yeah. Hey, exactly. No, but, uh, I
2: I appreciate it because yes, we are more than just uh, especially Ben and myself uh, and, and Carmelo as well. Jonathan, eh, he's all trivia all the time, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the three of us we have uh, uh, there's a lot of nerdy stuff that we like for sure. And so uh, and again, if there's ever a topic you want to talk about, and uh, and I'll try my best not to run my mouth
1: as much next time. But I'd love to be con- I'd love to come back. No, please, it's great. You did a fantastic Thank job, you. Chris. Like uh, you you added a lot of stuff other than that idiotic comment about <laughs> there to be stupid fitting in. Everything else
2: was I'm perfect. I'm going to Lauren carry on you, is all I got to <laughs> say about that. Uh, I'm just
0: going to grab some popcorn and watch that. There you go. Yeah. Alright, that was our casting of a Young Avengers movie.
1: Please join us next time as John and I go back to the well of 80s theme songs and rank our top 10 80s theme songs from non-sitcoms
0: and non-cartoons.
2: Well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time.
0: Talking back.